So, guys, what's up? <laughs> you know, just sign it up. <laughs> How does it feel to be put in the hot seat, Sarah? What's up? What's uh, up with you? It, uh, honestly, not all that much. It, it feels fine. I mean, Neve is coming today, so sure. um, we gotta, we gotta, there, there is this possibility of me being interrupted mid-podcast by girlfriend arrival. I will come back and finish the fight Halo 3, but uh, <laughs> I may have to, you know, pause, uh, you know, take a, take a minute from recording to go say hello to my girlfriend and welcome her to my house. We've totally come fair. so far, we've come so far in Sop Timber, Sarah, I can't believe you're ducking out at the last second with this. <laughs> incredible film you know i i i just i just am i listen y'all i can't fucking believe the movie that we watched last night i know we can't talk about it yet but i just sat through class for four hours got up at uh 7 a.m got ready was in there from 10 to 2 and i went out and i got a cold brew and my body pops up just rejuvenated as if coming out of a haunted house coffin to fucking talk about the Saw franchise, just like instantly, instantly back on my feet. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the, that's the power of Saw baby. Like, like, so the power of Saw is that in the past I have gone through movies that we have done without taking, like where I fall off my notes in the last like 30 minutes of this, of the movie. And I'm like, that's fine. I can get most of the way there. But to th- this time, I was like, you know, we watched the movie last night, and I was like, you know, my notes aren't that great. I think I'm going to sit down and watch Saw 6 again before we record this episode, just to make sure that I've got everything nice and dialed in for this conversation. As is your because... God-given right as a human being on this earth. <laughs> my God-given right and my duty as as a, as, a, as my duty as September ringmaster. I'm saluting you, truly, truly. <laughs> It was more. It was more fun the second time when I when I knew when I knew some of the twists and I got to completely. I I was completely scratching my head at some of the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Hey. Oh man. <laughs> so like, just to like pre-buffer our conversation of this movie specifically, I want to. Uh, me and Morgan were lightly talking about this before we started recording. Um. I'm transfixed by the Saw franchise. I'm transfixed by it because it, it pulls is... you in. It pulls you in. It just it just gets you in its thrall, right? Like you, Absolutely. you start watching these movies and you can't get out of it. It is its, its own it's like jigsaw trap. It really is. I say this as someone who does not have a, a ton of love in her. I, I I okay. This movie is like true crime and I cannot explain why, but they feel they they tug at the same parts of my brain. It's it's well, t- yeah. so to me, it's like, what is what is fascinating about this? And it's a variety of things. But one of the things I'm going to mention is the fact that, like, the story they want to tell is the most ill-fitted story for the format they've chosen to tell it within. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you you want you want Law and Order Special Jigsaw Unit, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... That's, that's I what, do! I do want I do, Law and Order yeah, Special Jigsaw Unit! But that's what this franchise wishes it was, but can't be, by virtue but, of... But, yeah. but tries to be anyways. Right. No, it tries... It doesn't just try... It says, no, that's what we are, but you just have to buy a, a theater ticket and sit for an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, two hours plus, pre- you know, ads, previews, whatever. Right, uh, right. Right, right, right. 
the the special thing that the the, the little bumper that says come ten minutes early next time and you can get sneak previews of upcoming movies. Yeah, like I I feel the same way watching six as I do whenever I walk into the living room and my roommate is watching uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy in the and I'm just in the middle of an episode and just trying to piece things together. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it's like... <laughs> Absolutely. It doesn't. It doesn't help that every. Every time you see something in the Saw franchise that is not a trap, that is not going through, like, Nine Inch Nails, color filter, editing, you know, fast frame rate kind of freakouts, it is shot and framed exactly like a television soap opera, like, just mm-hmm. down to the bone. And you and, see it a lot should... in this one. And down okay. to the fucking casting. I, 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 <laughs> I have to interrupt just because I think we should put the theme music here. And then I say, hello, welcome to Fear Baiting, everyone. It's your number one uh, goaded sequel movie, sequel podcast. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm Sarah. The, jo- Morgan's here again. Hey. Welcome back, Morgan. And also Blair's here because we're getting ready for October. Um, I just did that because it felt like we were really, like, I did just steamrolling through like, this, just chewing like, honestly, what this film has to offer. Honestly, I, I, I want to keep talking about this. I'm just like, we should put the intro music here at some point. Right. It's- I, I want to like, I, I, my, my little, my little, uh, 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 theory, like English theory major brain wants to synthesize this piece of media, uh, <laughs> wants to, um. Uh, unpack and synthesize it into uh, uh, some sort of coherent thesis. Um, right. Huh. Photo- photosynthesize your Saw franchise conceptions into strength. Well, so there's been many a conversation on this podcast about the sort of Saw renaissance. And Morgan says that Mar- me and Morgan were talking about this. Uh, it has an amount to do about, you know, sort of like a, a teenage nostalgia, of course. Um, but I, I feel like I made a breakthrough last night when I was watching jill jigsaw on screen uh-huh. and like and also um reporter what's her face on screen and i was like oh yeah. this is dr roberta bobby <laughs> this is uh, not every woman in this series certainly but every blonde woman in the series is <laughs> is twitter account dr roberta bobby and the thing about that vibe and i've been trying to specifically articulate it Satire takes a different form in 2020, which is why SNL is failing, because heightening <laughs> things no longer is funny, because the world is as ridiculous. It's not as ridiculous as it's going to be, but if you make it more ridiculous, it feels falling like it's falling short. So true satire comes from being able to accurately represent something uh like a hundred percent of the way, you know, like exactly identify a vibe and reproduce it in a way that feels like, oh yes, if I was in this moment, this would be said to me. Um, and 
just like saw feels like that. Like it feels like the thing that you want to do that to. And then it's really fun, which is also why that uh, uh, jigsaw quotes. Yeah. Uh, th- they work so well, you know, it's all, it's all, um, um, the, the crumbling of society has, <laughs> has made us ready to appreciate Saw again. Absolutely. Yeah. It is the only piece of media that is so dismal and chaotic and yet absolutely absurd and hilarious enough to match the wavelength most of us are operating on at this point in society, right? Precisely. Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it is so, it is so, and I think, I think this is kind of like, the payoff of coming on this podcast and making y'all watch these movies is that by the time you get to you get to Saw Six, which is probably the best of the entire franchise, if if I had to put a pin in it, mm. it is like th- there's this weird, cohesive and yet completely unhinged thesis mm-hmm. that forms by the time that you're six films into this franchise, mm-hmm. where like. You you are so utterly immersed in its in its worldview, in its storytelling quirks, in its like the way it represents characters, the the view it has of the world, that the three of us watch this and are like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Like this kicks ass. This is a great movie. <laughs> if you showed this to anybody else, they would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like like you what need to is like, this? You need to like you need to like. <laughs> In order to enjoy Saw 6, you need to, like, just submerge your brain in Saw franchise. Exactly, exactly. It's it's the same thing for me as watching Resident Evil Retribution, right? Which is, like, the best movie in that entire franchise and just one of the best schlock action movies ever made. But to fully appreciate it, you have to have four films of build-up, right? And Mm -hmm. Saw 6 is the same way, where you really have to chew through... Just five servings of good to horrible saw before you get to just like this incredibly stupid, absolutely transcendent film that we allegedly watched last night. You know, you know, I think we just don't see horror movie franchises like this anymore. Um, no, not even like the current James Wan uh, 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 Conjuring franchises, anything like this. Um, no, the current the current James Bond. I mean, I have not seen. I, I have not extensively seen The Conjuring, but like, I've seen like The Nun. I've seen like Annabelle. I've seen a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like there is no like, it's I mean, so safe. Like in like, a way, like, and I don't like dislike those movies or anything. And right. I do not. I, I don't want to say like I wish they were more like Saw two through six. I mean, <laughs> but don't you? But, but I also, do. I wish more I, movies I were like this. Yeah, you know, totally. Like, I kind of like, fences. like <laughs> I just yeah yeah that's that's that is really what I want. Like I just want someone who like 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 the thing about the Saw movies is that like. They just a hundred percent buy into their own bullshit. Yeah, like, this could 100%. not exist. This franchise could not be made in a post Marvel era. No, no because or... that's that's what they did with Spiral, and they made it, and they had fucking Chris Rock come in and quip. Like there's scenes of him where he's like at the fucking jigsaw killing murder scene, where somebody's been source engine gibbed into little chunks, and he's making jokes about it. It's like what the fuck is this? I feel like Chris Rock could have been in Saw 6, but it would have been totally different. Do you know what I mean? Maybe not Saw sure. 6, but one of the Saws, earlier Saws. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I or, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. It's, 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 I just don't know, right? Like, you just never know with these movies. Because right. Because I feel like the thing about these films is that even though they are 
so tonally consistent, at least through the first six or seven. Yes. All of them are just completely different in their own discrete ways, right? Like, I... I don't know. There, there's just so much material to gnaw on for these mm -hmm. shitty, like annual Halloween ninety-minute torture, torture horror films. Which I really don't think I would consider any of the any of these to be like torture porn. These are straight up soap opera police procedurals to me, where they just get yeah. a little bit nasty a couple times. Yeah, no, you're so right. Um, yeah, I don't know, like. The, concept, the idea of torture porn is sort of alien to me, especially with Saw. Like, you could yeah. literally probably only say that for the first one. And I think I think part of it is changing standards, right? Like, uh, I think I think I would I think I would argue that there are parts of two that are that are quite torture porny, but like, uh, honestly, the last one that I can think of that really likes like gets my hackles up in any real way is probably like the the Hellraiser trap from Saw three. Sure, and like sure. the rest the rest of them, like don't get me wrong, there are like some fucked up things that happen to bodies in them for sure, but like it it doesn't feel as quite like it's almost cartoonish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like like even even in the same movie, like the 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 Hellraiser trap at the start of Saw 3 isn't the same movie as the Rack trap with the guy whose arms get twisted the other way. And it's like the latter of that is so much less garish to me. Like setting setting aside the fact that I can't look at the part where his legs break because right, of my of traumas. Like that part is so much less garish to me for you know because it is just so hilariously all in. And I think this movie I think this movie really like I don't know if I don't know if it's intentionally leaning in, but it is leaning in. You know, it's, I don't yeah. think this. I don't think what this movie wants you to experience is to relish in other people's pain. I think it wants you to like lose your mind at how over the top everything is. Yes, yes, that's why this one is so yes. good because it's the first one that fully commits to what is so good about this franchise. It commits to number one, making this movie entirely about the villains. It focuses mm -hmm. completely on Hoffman and Miss Jigsaw Jill Tuck and basically no one else. And mm -hmm. it also sets up the people in the trap for the first time in the entire franchise to just be like complete shitheads, right? This is the like, right. the socially not, not... conscious American healthcare commentary saw film. And so when some of the people as, as in this movie to... die, you, you really do cheer for it, right? Oh, yeah. right? As opposed to like when you see when you see him in, when you meet him in Saw Five, like it's doing show not it's it's telling you it's not showing you that these guys are pieces of shit. Like we find out eventually that they all burned a house down or they they all burned down a factory and caused these people to die and like. You're, you eventually come around and you're like, oh, okay, these guys do fucking suck. But, like, we get, like, backstory on these guys for... I I'm trying to think of other, like, characters that we have seen just operating in their day-to-day -day lives before they get put into a saw trap in the franchise. And I'm really struggling about, like, excluding, uh... characters, excluding characters who are, like... I obviously, like, excluding characters who are, like, you know, mainstays throughout the series. Like, obviously, we see a lot of Hoffman before he gets put in his reverse bear trap and such. But, like, I'm racking my brain right now, and, like, when is the last time that we saw someone, like, working their... I guess, I guess, um, in Saw 3, Lynn? Yeah, we got her... We saw her working her job a bit? We got her for a little bit. Uh, the thing about this movie franchise is that it, it, it just wants to tell everything in a flashback, so, like, every, right. everything we got in Saw 3 of Jeff was uh, just a flashback to him being a shitty dad. Mm -hmm. Everything we got in Saw 4 of Rig before he went in... I mean, we saw Rig a little bit, right? But 
what Rick did was no different sure, than any I, of the I'm other about, like eight thousand disposable cops who are I, in this. What, what I, what I'm, ta- I'm not mm-hmm. talking. To be clear, I'm not. To be clear, I'm not talking about William here. I'm talking about everybody, every other participant in the game. Like we 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 see like little bits and pieces of like you know William's crack team of oh insurance yeah 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 yeah, yeah. where you see like, like all the secondary like, characters like, right you know yeah, yeah you don't you, you like you have no you don't see like the judge before he got like cut, put in a thing of pig slop in Saw Three you don't see um like you don't see what the journalist you don't see the journalist working his day to day before he gets exploded in a shower of nails in Saw Five like you know what I will say about Saw Six is that it is a very very successful morality play. Like, it does, it does, it, 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 because all Saw wants to be is a morality play, but this is the first one I feel like that actually, like, like, constructs one correctly. (laughs) Because, yeah, we do have that, like, evil, like, oh my god, okay, we should get into it. Yeah, we should start talking about this movie. Because I want to talk about that fucking schmuck, but we have to... We have to do the uh, cold open death cert scene first. <laughs> yeah, totally. We, all, we we get we get our logos. We get our Lionsgate, our twisty picties, um, and then we open with a cockroach on this woman's hand, and she wakes up and she is in uh, a hell machine designed for killing all humans, like always. Um, she and this other guy are both strapped up to a machine that is going to send screws into their brain. Their 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 game should they choose to play it. Uh, it's a, it's is, essentially like a Shylock sort of. Yeah, trap. It's, it's, yeah. It's Merchant. Of, yeah, right. He's doing Merchant of Venice to these yes. motherfuckers. Um, and uh, because he's like, hello, you have you have been They're, you have given predatory loans. Uh, loan sharks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you will, they will not be able to pay them. It's back. so funny that like after after all this shit in this franchise of Jigsaw being like, oh well. You, you're you're too depressed. You're going in the trap. Oh god! <laughs> this one just starts out where he's like saying, "Yeah, you fucking gave people predatory loans, and and this represents the like weight of the debt you made them pay." It's so good. Like yeah, it, yeah. God, it does metaphor like, so well. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I, 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 go ahead. Go it, ahead. Yeah. Another good thing. Another another good thing about this that I just enjoyed is that like I, I remember last week we were talking about how we enjoyed the people like knowing what was up with the saw traps. And there's a small part in this where the, uh, they're, they're, the guy's name is Eddie and the woman's name is, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I, Me neither. I did not pick it up. All I retained she, about her is they, that she won a scream queen. Yeah. Ser- yeah. 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 So, yeah. So there was this, uh, there is that reality TV show, I think on MTV called scream Queens, where it was sort mm. of a, you know, horror movie themed competition show and the winner of that was this lady who was in this first trap, and her prize was that she was cast in Saw Six as Simone. as the cold open victim. Re- this, that's some real. She- that's some real paying Andrew Hussey ten thousand dollars to be in a panel of Homestuck, only to be only to die canonically on the next. Page. Are you kidding yeah. me? I would love to be in a cold open Saw trap. Oh my god, those oh, are the ones absolutely. everyone remembers. Like, <laughs> and also she survives theater, it. Yeah, she yeah. does, and she comes back in Saw three D. She's the woman at the Jigsaw support group where she's like, all I got was the ability to park in handicapped spaces, and she's like. <laughs> She's showing off her fucked up arm, and then Dr. Gordon shows up. They bring this woman back yes. for Saw 7. 
Oh my god, I good forgot for, about for the Jigsaw support group. Okay, hello. Um, I, we, we need to re we need to rewatch Saw Seven. It's off the fucking bonus, chains. Bonus episode when 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 when. So since this podcast is going on hiatus for November December, I I am going to commit to one episode coming out in that time, and it is going to be the three of us watching Saw Seven again. God, sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, but she does. I mean, for having for being like a reality TV winner, she does great. Simone is the character's name by the way yeah um what i want to say is that simone like starts yelling at eddie and is like eddie do not lean forward do not fucking lean forward because she knows that he's gonna pull the pin and start the trap and eddie's like oh, 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 and pulls the pin you fucking fool forward. eddie you fucking fool yeah, <laughs> yeah so um he cuts off parts of his tummy and she's like, okay, I guess I'll cut off some parts of my tummy and put it in the thing because it's a, it's, it's a, it's a competitive shy, it's a competitive shy locking. It's so Where crazy. they have to, they have to fight who can, sissy, who can put the most flesh in the, in the weight pan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I like love how she goes about it because it makes no fucking, she, she's, she has this big old butcher's knife that she yeah. attacks her chain with initially, but she's like, you know what? That's not going to be effective for cutting off my own arm. You know what's going to be effective for cutting off my own arm? This little steak knife I have here, girl. Yeah, no. it's, it's not even it's not even serrated. No, no, she just starts going at it with like the ghost face knife, right? And yeah, like like this this trap is essentially what happens when you snipe somebody on an eBay bid because yeah. this other dude is like working at it, like just oh, choking yeah. himself up, and then. In the last five seconds of this trap, and I love this trap, it's absurd, it really sets the tone for the entire this, movie. This, mm -hmm. this, I, 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 this is the WrestleMania that, that, this is the Royal Rumble that Roman Reigns won, <laughs> where Braum, where Braum Strowman knocked out, like, seven guys in a row, and then Roman Reigns came in as the 30th entrant and just got Braum out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. man. Totally. Wrestling reference. Yeah, but but, um, <laughs> but she gets in right under the buzzer and just chunks her arm off. And the scene is so good because, like, it's basically nothing but these two people screaming at each it's other. Great. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's all great. you want. Yeah, that's exactly. all you want. Like, in all these other saw traps, you get people throwing, like, philosophical dialogue where it's like, oh, is it right to kill this person? They're, like, crying and freaking out. No, they're just, like, screaming at the top of their lungs. There like, is, Marilyn Burns and Chainsaw Massacre. Like, just awesome. fucking... But, like popping their I, eyes out of their skull it's so, so good. good i love how the, i love the pvp nature of this of this software this entry in the soft franchise but back to what you were saying a second ago morgan because i think i interrupted you before you finished your thought about this being an ebay auction because what happens is simone uh you know eddie is like hacking off bits of his tummy flesh and tossing it in there and simone's just like uh she just cuts off her arm and and lobs it in at the last possible second and uh, -huh. uh eddie's head ex eddie I, I i was gonna say eddie's head explodes it does not explode we he wish it did going. we wish it did it does yeah. not. It does not. He just bleeds. He just leaks blood. Um, so my question for you two is, we don't really get into the investigation right away, but just because we're talking about Eddie's uh, uh, deceased body, um, the, the little jigsaw puzzle piece cutting out of the flesh, is that like... A, a thing that's been happening, or yes. is that? Oh yeah, we yeah. Have, we haven't been talking about it, but every single every okay. single okay. every single victim of the jigsaw uh, killings it has a little puzzle piece pulled out of it. That's why he's called the jigsaw. Killer. Yeah, they make a sure. they make a pretty big deal out of establishing it in the first movie, but after sure. that, it's just kind of like taken for granted, right? Like, sure, like sure, it, sure. It, it assumes that you know that this is happening. Sure, sure, yeah. Because I was not a hundred percent sure if it was like if they were just gonna wreck if they were just retconning that in. 
to be like for plot device. No, um, it's it's it, it 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 doesn't ever come up. Like they don't ever mention it unless it's plot relevant. But sure. you go through these films with the assumption that after you know the the fucking uh, guy gets twisted around the rack trap, Hoffman's coming in or Amanda's coming in with like a scalpel and taking mm-hmm. this piece out of this dude's body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad I cleared that up because... <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Uh, we get a flashback to... Or a flashback? Or is it just like... A, like, <sighs> just a shot of Hoffman and his little ice... That, that is a flashback to the end of Saw 5. That is, right, uh, right. I figured that as much. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so Hoffman is... It's so fucking funny. I like... I, I, I remember these scenes because I've like... I feel like I've sort of like hallucinated the Saw franchise. So it's like, oh, this is so familiar to me. But I can't remember actually seeing this before. Um, his right, little... you, all you've heard is our, exce- is our exceptional descriptions. But I also feel like just through like sort of the collective unconsciousness of absorption. Sure, for sure. Um... The his, shot, of, the shot of Hoffman, uh, like in the glass coffin. I love his little, like, cocky little, like, head tilt while he's like grinning. It's so fucking funny. Like, and, uh, like you know, you remember that one vine where the where the one guy is like, "I should have left you standing on the corner," and the other guy says, "But you didn't." Yes, like that. That enti- the the but you didn't guy is just yes. Hoffman's entire look. <laughs> yes. Um. I don't exactly know what new information was elucidated by that. <laughs> uh, you mean the coffin, the coffin bit at the end here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The, the, so thing, the thing that we see, we see, uh, we see, um, right, because you, you you haven't finished the Saw 5 edit yet. Not yet, nearly. <laughs> What's that? Nearly, but not yet, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so, what, what, yeah, what happens at the end of Saw 5 is, yeah, we see that, all that stuff of, like, Strom getting crushed in the th- things. In a di- it's differently lit in this mm-hmm. one because it's a flashback this time and not the real thing, which mm-hmm. is really jarring to go to. Like, like I'm sure this hit different when it was like October 31st the following year. God, right. like would, having just watched the last movie, I would I, give I was like, anything to see this in a theater midnight premiere. Oh my fucking god! Can you imagine being in a theater of people watching this film and just losing your shit? I like, just, yeah, what yeah. an experience. That's all I want. It's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah everything everything after the thing because like the, the last shot of the movie is like we like the the bird's eye view of hoffman in the crate with the, with the two sides closing in and like the thing slows together and that's the end of the movie so him like sliding into frame in the glass coffin is new footage oh my god yeah yeah I mean, he, like he sli- he like slide like the thing like conveyor belt that he gets conveyor belted out of the hell room mm-hmm. and he like he walks back he, he like climbs out of the coffin and walks back in and just looks at hoff and looks at Ho- or not hoff at strom's like exploded corpse mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the body the body the human body is just me like we saw a single bone exploding from strom's arm when he got crushed but aside from that Body is meat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then that sort of like uh, I don't know, um, nods. It's unceremoniously cut to uh, uh, insurance umbrella health. Umbrella fucking health. umbrella health. I forgot about this. I lost my goddamn mind when we were watching this movie. I just, just like not only making a soft franchise, uh, just. Let me roll that one back. Just making the most overt reference to the Resident Evil franchise possible yeah. for something mm-hmm. like a Saw film. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. 
so in the last scene, I do have to ask, did we see the part where the uh, crusher opens and we see Strom's body, or is that later? Because I did want to Yeah, yeah no, that we, we saw we the, do we see saw that, the, yeah, yes. we saw yeah, the crusher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, don't see him, we don't see him take the finger yet, but we do see the crusher. Sorry, open. I was I was messaging somebody over Twitter about getting an icon commission of Billy the Puppet from the <laughs> Saw franchise, so I did It's very important. Yeah, it's very um, important. You need, you need to do that. Yeah, I, I, I did write in my notes that when Hoffman slides out in the coffin, it's like a frozen microwave dinner. It did have like a visual <laughs> psychic resonance for me in that way. But, right, uh, but like I, I heard him. I heard the conveyor belt that he was on come to a stop. Come to a stop, and I just heard ding. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. the microwave, mm-hmm. like the conveyor belt sushi and all that. Just Hoffman rolling yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> but but mm-hmm. we're at we're at Umbrella Health, and we get we get plot. We get plot in this soft film, and we get plot, and, and we also like, get the nicest. The nice we get plot. We also get the nicest looking building that we have ever seen in this franchise. Totally, totally. Like it sucks. It sucks that spoiler alert: the janitor for Umbrella Health gets killed later in this movie because he's doing a damn good job of oh, keeping yeah. this place not looking like a location from Silent Hill Two. Just, uh-huh. just pristine health insurance agency here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get this schmuck, um, William. William. Good. I, I'm glad you picked up on his name because I, I was just like, you're just the insurance agent schmuck. Right. Um, it is so. The, the thing is that I feel like they do not say they don't like. I feel like they don't say the Saul protagonist's name or the the whoever the guy going through the trial is. I don't feel like they don't see that they say that person's name all that much. Sure. In these movies. Because it like, really doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> it, do- it doesn't, and also, also William gets hit with the Mr. Eastman because everyone in the traps is, like, his subordinate at work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I am obsessed with this actor. I love watching him be this sort of shitty, overcompetent, slimy, but, like, buttoned up. You know, he's, like, he's got bad vibes, but he's not got disgusting vibes. Like, he's slick. He- he, and he like he looks like a hybrid of Steve Def- Steve Buscemi and Willem Dafoe to me. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. and I love okay. I love Hell both yeah. of those. I love both of those. I love that so much. Yeah. I mean, he's that, but more handsome. I think. Yeah. I think this guy's great. I think he's bar none the best person they put in a trap in this entire franchise because oh, so good. Yeah, like like y'all were saying, he is skeevy, but he's actually probably the most believable human being in the in like all six of these movies. For like, sure. For like, sure. Yeah. Easily. This dude. This dude absolutely like has a career like in actual police procedurals or something like that because oh yeah he he is too good of a performer in comparison to the rest of. Like like not everyone who's in these, but um, like a lot of the performers in this. It seems that he was in Orphan Black, um, a lot of other just like random TV, TV movie kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, that I've mm-hmm. never actually seen. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, he's he's great to watch in this. I mean, he's definitely the guy you love to hate. Where oh he yeah, is just a complete shithead. But it's so much fun to watch him go through these traps. Right. And I, I love the decisions the... he makes throughout, you know, it's like, because, because what you were saying, like, he feels the most like a person, like, it's like, he's, he's selfish, yes, but he's not like a cartoon of a selfish person, you know? Like, sure, sure. D- like, I mean, he's evil and does evil <laughs> things, um, uh-huh. but also like, in, in the same way that many evil people who do evil things also have like complex moral codes that they abide by and in order to justify their own actions um wherein they're like there's some things one is willing to sacrifice and some things that they hold sacred um which may not align <laughs> with with what the, the general populace would agree upon but like it's not just i'm doing evil things for evil reasons it's um 
Right. I have internal justification, and I also validate that by doing good things for different reasons. Do you know what I mean? Totally, right. totally. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it is always good in your movie when you have a character with uh, motivations and personality, you know? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that the Saw franchise finally decided to make one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so I am looking at, like, I, I, I haven't really looked at the Saw wiki except to reference the, like, plot lines on this podcast, but... I did go to William Easton's wiki page, and I'm realizing mm. now that the Saw wiki has not only, like, you know, basic information, like name, age, that sort of thing, but they also have died in, cause of death, and reason tested. And for uh, William Easton, reason tested kind of made me chuckle. It's just refusing health insurance to the seriously ill people. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck yeah, it sure was. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. yeah so, so we we he, when we meet him, he's like he's on the phone. He's like, "I'm sorry, honey. I'm not gonna be able to make it home for work. T- I'm not gonna be able to make it home for dinner tonight. Uh, I gotta talk to legal." Uh, and he's like, "Okay, bye." And then he goes and stares at the screen in which his wife—that's his wife, right? Uh, okay. Uh, which which character are we talking about? The the journalist, because he like the journalist he, like, is go- his sister. His I sister. Think. His yeah. sister. Okay. Because he like goes to look at the, he like goes to look at the TV and is like the, his his sister is just up there on the screen talking yeah. about Jigsaw um, yeah and we're we're yeah talking about Jigsaw we are not meant at this point to think that they have any relationship to each other right right no that, because that is no. one of the the crucial twists of this film at the end right yeah. right um but uh so he has this lawyer in front of him um who... oh happy happy four happy four twenty happy four twenty uh, nice. not for y'all. Not for um, y'all, but for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, who seems um, uh, like like kind of in on the quote unquote joke about the whole like scheme they're running, I guess. Um, uh, talking to like sort of doing a sort of debrief on uh, this uh, 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 member of the uh, 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 I don't know this insur- insurance company, whatever. Um, his death, uh, whether it was wrongful or not, blah 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 blah. Um, and they're kind of like cracking wise at one another, and we get this flashback to um, uh, the member in question being like, "Hey, yep, Mr. Abbott, um, I've like paid all of my premiums. I've I'm like super healthy all the time, and I have this one thing. Uh, what the fuck?" And East- Mr. Easton is like, "Sorry, bub, that was the policies. Ha ha ha." And then they're like, "Yes." To be to be clear, the the, the way in which he's being scum fucked is that uh, he he's being denied insurance for a heart condition because of pre existing conditions that were not disclosed. Mm-hmm. And the pre existing condition in question is like like oral surgery from thirty years ago, like a wisdom tooth removal or something. Yeah, the cyst mm-hmm. removed from his jaw. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the slime ball is just like, well, as you as you certainly know, oral surgery can lead to oral oral disease, and oral disease does lead to heart disease. So I'm sorry, but your claim has been denied. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's like, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's, that's about it, um, um, that's, that's the extent of the flashback, and then it's like, well, he, he dead, um, and, uh, he's like, uh, William has a great line that's like, well, why don't, why does people, why does nobody ever focus on the millions of people that we help every year without consequence, or the millions of dollars that we donate to charity? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just a little, little, little character moment, uh, uh, William Easton can have a little bit of character as a treat, you know. Oh sure, yeah. he has tons of character. He is—I mean, come on. Um, and then he's—they're—they're uh, they're chit-chatting about how he right because because the yeah. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you. Go on. No, no, no. They're chit-chatting about uh, the uh, uh, how 
like, oh, the lawyer asks, oh, how did you find this sort of discrepancy? And he's like, oh, I've got this dog pit over here. And we <laughs> yeah, get... yeah, he like, he like makes a, he makes a face like, you're really asking me that? And he's like, the dog pit. The yeah. Fucking the, dog the sixth pit. most... The six most ruthless insurance claims investigators that have ever been on this uh, planet. It's so good. It's so good. Like the fucking League of Evil, the fucking dog pit of just these middle class insurance adjusters over here. Like, yeah, yeah. I, now, these people have uh, no complex morality. But no, that's fine. <laughs> no, it's totally fine because you know that they're shitheads right off the bat, oh, right? Yeah. Like, you, you oh, yeah. They, they set them all up like pretty rapid fire with a couple lines each where they're talking about like oh you're the terminator Ooh, i can't believe you denied that 90 year old woman health coverage like ah oh, you sure got her ass and that kind of shit mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. really really mm-hmm. laying it out right off the bat which i love it's so good mm-hmm. um so uh <laughs> yeah so basically like at this point we're like okay so this guy's gonna be he's he's marked himself for jigsaw basically um and well, we we see, we see the one shot of of because ev- everyone in this office is established as someone who goes in a trap later, and because of that, they have to have exactly one shot of William talking to the janitor. Like the janitor is in this movie before before he gets put into the trap, the janitor is on screen for exactly one single shot of William leaving the office. And it's, it's great, it's great because me. William like hits like like you know pats him on the shoulder, and the janitor just like shakes his head. It's so good. Like yes, yes. Uh, the, the the stuff in this movie is just really screenwriting 101 type oh shit, yeah but oh, but yeah. in comparison to everything that's come before right it, it's, Dude, it's it, just a bounty like just slurping this shit up oh it's yeah so fucking good. mana from heaven absolutely. This, absolutely this is this is this is like how i reacted to like watching any competent piece competently put together piece of media after finishing watching television show game of thrones <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like i i fucking like i i finished game of thrones and i was like well that was not good and then like i watched like fucking full metal alchemist brotherhood and i was like oh shit characterization themes oh shit seeding plot characters know things that other characters don't because they haven't read the script <laughs> oh shit the story writing yeah totally totally this is the this is the one saw movie and don't get me wrong I, I love uh, not all Saw movies. I love most Saw movies, and you I love think the Saw it, vibe, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it just pu- it pours all the chemicals in, and it finally gets uh-huh. the right reaction. And so, oh, totally. A really and, and the, great setup here at the beginning. And speaking of the Saw vibe, we get from that scene. We get um, uh, uh, a cut to just a totally different, unrelated scene. Now we're back at the the crime scene of the Shylock trap. Um, Hoffman, like, wiggles his way on over. Um, <laughs> you know, he gets out of his little, like, ice coffin and wiggles onto the crime scene. Um, and is like, hmm, I'm not suspic- suspicious. I'm I, okay, hold on. Out. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to talk about the chronology of this movie and how fucked it is because yes. well, well, also also I just real I just realized that we skipped another thing, which is before we go to the Umbrella <laughs> Insurance Company, but after the um after the scene prior to it, in between those scenes, there is like a POV shot from the back seat of That's the car that Cecil was in. Cecil, no the guy who. Oh, yeah. No Cecil, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this now. Like a hazy, like, like flashback. It's like, it's, yeah. yeah. It's a hazy flashback. I do not know whose perspective it is from. At first, I was like, oh, this is... Because I, I watched the movie last... I watched the movie last night, then I watched it again today, and we find out that Amanda was the one who drove Cecil to the hospital where he caused Jill Tuck to miscarry. Um, and I, Who's I, asking I, these I start, questions, you know? Exactly! <laughs> exactly! <laughs> when, the scene st- when that scene started on my second time through, I was like, oh, this is Amanda's POV. But then the camera pans over to look at Cecil, 
Cecil, Cecil, mm-hmm. and the camera pans over back from him, and then it looks to the left, and we see like Amanda's like like just we can only see like her like the like the the foremost characteristics of her face, so like the tip of her nose and like her cheeks a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, it's and then not addressed again whatsoever. No, it is um beautiful because I was like I when I was experiencing it in real time, I was like whatever, this might as well happen. <laughs> Um, I don't have, I mean, knowing how I know that Saw is constructed, like, it does, this is going to be really important, but it's totally fine if I have, do not process it whatsoever. Right, because they'll, <laughs> they'll show it to you again yeah. when the, when the, when they'll, they'll show it to you again when Hello Zep is playing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yes, so then we're, we're at the crime scene and then, um, Hoffman's like, oh my god, I love the acting here. Um, he sees Perez and she's like, oh, you're alive. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I have to pump the brakes because we have to talk about this. Sure, because sure, sure, sure. there's going to be no way to unfuck this later, so I have to say it now. Yes. Oh, so here, let me puzzle out the fucking chronology of this sequence of events. Please. So, Hoffman gets out of his little microwave dinner container, right? He gets out of his hungry man. Exactly, yeah. He peels back the plastic wrap on his Salisbury steak dinner and steps out into the world. And then from here, we see him, I think, either get a call or just go directly to the crime scene, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But later, we find out that after escaping from gay baby jail, Hoffman mm-hmm. took Strom's hand from the grate where he was hanging and mm-hmm. used Strom's hand at the Shylock crime scene to cover these people's eyeballs to make it look like Strom was the one that did it. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. could he have done that if he went straight from the glass coffin to the Shylock crime scene? When does Doesn't this matter. happen? Doesn't this, matter. This, this, Detective this, Hoffman is vibes. You know, I, I figured it out. I figured it out. This is why Hoffman always, always, always has a cup of coffee in his scenes. He just keeps like an empty thing of like Starbucks in his car, like just like a bunch of empty Starbucks. Like oh, it's also why he's always sweaty. Star- but no, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's drinking them. I'm saying he keeps empties in his car so he can just like roll up and be like, "Yeah, sorry, I took so long to get here, guys. I, I had to have my coffee." But he didn't get coffee. He just drove. He, instead, of, he spent the 15 minutes that it took to go to Starbucks. So, okay. to to go do to go no, do no, whatever. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The only way this makes sense in the chronology that this film presents it is that Hoffman. Here's my theory. Hoffman is a vampire. Hoffman is a vampire. Because what would have to happen in this chronology is Hoffman would have to get out of the glass coffin, get Uh the hand, perform Uh the Shylock test, close their eyes, go back, get back in the glass coffin, and then come out a second time to go to this crime scene after it's discovered. This is just Hoffman's house. He lives in the fucking coffin. That's what this is. He's a fucking vampire. Well, no, 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 because he's like, he's like, he's like, he goes and views the, the corpse dangling from the grate and watches it fall to the ground, and then, like, then he gets a call from there, right? Yeah, and then he goes to the crime scene, but he would have had to have had the hand at the crime scene before leaving to go to the crime scene to close their eyelids and frame Strom. Like, that's what I'm saying here. Like, there's no way. But also, also, also when he takes, don't forget, when he takes the hand, like, the body has already fallen to the ground and it's just Strom's disembodied hand stuck on top of the grate because it's just, like, the, the fingers are just gnarled in there. Yeah. Like, he, we, we, the bot, we've already seen the body fall. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it. Maybe, maybe the Shylock trap just already happened, and he was just like doing this after the fact. But he would have to have the hand. Is the thing like he would have to have the? Hand. Wait, I'm saying, I'm saying the Shylock. I'm saying so the Shylock saying, trap. Okay, ha- so, the Shylock so, trap so, happens. So, so, okay, sometime. The Shylock no, trap just, happens before he gets out of the coffin. Then he gets the hand and go. Yes, <laughs> there's no or concurrently. Maybe it's fully automated because I mean. <laughs> I think it could be right. Like it seems like it would be set up to just be fully automated because it's all timers. How does he? How does he? How does he get there with the hand before they call him to the crime scene? Wait, does that happen? Fully automated luxury space jigsaw. This this is his coffee. This is his coffee. I'm losing my (laughs) fucking mind at this. I'm gonna go back and watch this, and it's going to be like totally fine. And I'll have just like completely made this up. Like there, like like knowing knowing how I overreact to shit. Like I'm sure this makes perfect sense, but I really do think the way this timeline presents itself, there is no way that it makes sense for him both to have the hand and get to the crime scene to close their eyelids before the police call him in. And he acts I mean, like the most suspicious man alive. Right, 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 right. I'm sorry. I, mean, I you know, you were completely right. I was I was getting fucked up because in my head, for some reason, they were calling him to a different crime scene that was not the Shylock trap. I don't know why I had that impression. <laughs> but like the, okay, yeah, I'm fully I'm fully pilled. I'm on board with yeah, you. What the yeah, fuck? I, I, the only way this makes sense is that Hoffman is actually like omniscient Dr. Manhattan style character of the Saw universe. Or 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 or, or he just <laughs> He did so we get the flashback to him cutting the finger off and doing later that justifies the eyelid print thing. This that flashback that that happened literally right after he right after he gets the phone call, and then he goes to the scene and he just does the he just puts the eye he just puts the fingerprints down when the rest of the cops are. Yeah, looking. yeah, he does like an Agent Forty Seven stealth style mission to close the eyelids. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're forty five minutes into this podcast, ten minutes into Saw Six. Do we want to keep rolling on this one? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, let's let's do it. Um, so so we 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 get to the crime scene, and Hoffman is being one of the most suspicious motherfuckers I again. Love it. It's so good! It's so good. Um, I I love how his actor and like Perez's actor interact with one another because he's like in her space and she moves out of just like the way they navigate each other's spaces is like like it's supposed to have a flow to it, but it's clearly two like what like one actor who knows what he's doing and the other actor who just is being told to move play, move to their different spots. I don't know. It just feels so stiff and so property alive. Sure. Totally. Um, um but yeah, so the whole thing I guess like is like we were supposed to think this 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 uh cop was dead, but actually she's alive. Um Yeah, we we thought she died in we thought she died in Saw Four and Saw Five, they were like, I can't believe she's dead. Fuck, this sucks. But then in Saw Six, they're like, sorry, we could, we didn't know who we could try. It was, it was like it was like Commissioner Gordon in The Dark Knight. They just had to keep him. They just had to make people think he was dead for a while because he had enemies everywhere. They absolutely yeah, and Hoffman is not, bullets about it. Yeah, they absolutely could not get this woman to come back for Saw Five, and then they like said, "Hey, we really need you in Saw Six. Can you come back for this one?" And she yeah, said, yeah, "Yes, yeah. absolutely." Yeah. Um, and then like they sort of like chit chat about the crime scene, whatever. Doesn't truly matter. Um, uh, and then uh. Uh, Hoffman is at the police department now, like, walking to his office, I guess. Or, wa- no, he's walking to Jill's office or something. I don't know. Um, he's no, going yeah, to yeah, a location. He's, 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 going <laughs> to ta- he's going to speak with, he's going to speak with Jill Tuck, and he gets stopped on the way by, uh, by P- Pamela Jenkins. Oh, my God. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, who's the, who's the TV reporter with the glasses. Right. She's the, she's the Vicky Vale, and she's, uh, I, uh, she knows like, hey, information I mean, about John Kramer. 
Apparently. Yeah, I, I, do, I need to. I need to. I want. I don't. She says, "I if you can get me close to Jill Tuck, I will not. Uh, I will ease off the sensationalism, and it'll be chill." And he's like, "Are you going to write another article called the Conundrum of Carnage, John Kramer?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I know more about John Kramer than you think," and blah blah blah, whatever. Um, <laughs> this fucking then character we, is so strange cut... to me. Uh, and then, then. Oh uh, no no he's going to um he's going to the the surviving victim actually, of the trap. Yes, yes, that's where he's going. Yes, uh, uh, and he gets there and she is like, he did this to me. He made me lose my arm. And and Hoffman's like, really? He cut your arm off? And she's like, well, no, I did it myself, but he made me do it. it he's trying to teach me a lesson. Learn. Hoffman literally she, is like, did you learn it? Did you learn your lesson? Huh? Huh? And she's did like. You? She's like, look at my fucking arm. What do you think? You know? And I was like, fair <laughs> fucking enough. Yeah. <laughs> Hoffman is, the, like, already already Hoffman is up probably under deep suspicion because the Strom stuff is just not adding up. They should have just put the fucking handcuffs on him. <laughs> Every time Hoffman leaves the room in this movie, everyone in the room with him just kind of looks at each other. It's like, is, is, this, is this guy good? Like, is he, is he the, good? <laughs> the most suspicious human being alive. Um... And then we get a shot of and now Jill. We're at Jill. Yeah, Jill is wa- Jill is watching videos of uh, of her and John Kramer at the at the ultrasound. Yes, and is I I am not. Well, she drinks red with, wine and looks yeah, forlornly not, out her gigantic um uh, yep, loft sad windows. About, mm-hmm. Character motivation: sad about miscarrying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and is that a like do. People do that. I'm not in tune with people who have babies. I'm not in tune with anyone. No one in my life has kids. I don't know anything about this. Do people do that where they like will like take a video of the ultrasound that is happening? When I, someone is pregnant, they they basically film everything. So I believe it. You know. Sure. Yeah. yeah you know what? They Remember do. in Saw Four? Where, or no, in Saw Three, where John Kramer was having the horny boner flashback during brain surgery, and he was like filming his yeah. wife at the park with a camcorder. He just films everything. Like that's what oh, yeah. this is. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, you know, you know what, John Kramer. If America's Funniest Home Videos had never happened, John Kramer would not be the 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 film everything dad that he Absolutely, is. Absolutely, yeah. He was always waiting to get like I don't know, like a video of <laughs> himself slipping to... on a banana peel or something. Yeah, a video of himself getting hit in the nuts. Yeah. He spent two grand on a camcorder and to justify it, like filmed everything. Totally, totally. Um, John Kramer is absolutely that kind of dude. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, she's just doing widow activities, basically. She's kind of just walking around, um, looking forlorn. Um, I, I don't know. I think this just is supposed to exist to tell us that she's still doing things. Uh-huh. Um, they, they, well, it's it's that, it's that. It reminds us that we, it shows us footage of her miscarrying. Of course. Again. Um, and it shows, uh, it shows us footage from Saw 5 of, of her at the divorce proceedings, at the, at the divorce proceedings with Jigsaw video telling her, I've given, I've prepared for you this box. You, you, this box will have things that are very important. Or the reading of the will, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I called, I called it, the, I, I definitely called it the divorce proceedings last time too, just cause that's funny. She took the box in the divorce. She took the Jigsaw box. <laughs> it's just not the same. <laughs> and um and then we are in uh an autopsy room uh with Hoffman and the other detectives um and again the walls are closing in because there's discussions about how the knife cuts are inconsistent with previous victims um right. and Hoffman's like maybe Strom just used a different knife or whatever and he's like a Colum- he's like a Colombo murderer trying to like p- ferret the p- like push the detective off the case. It's so funny. Um, and uh, this I love I really, this. Autopsy. I really want to see. 
I love this autopsy really guy don't. because, like, he's like, oh, I would know. I would know. Like, I could tell the difference because I operated on all the jigsaw bodies, you Literally know? every and, single jigsaw autopsy is this dude for, for some fucking, god-given reason. He must demand it, you know what I mean? Like, I want, I want a movie about this character, you know? I mean, like, the thing is that, like, if you do two jigsaw autopsies in a row, like... You kind of become the you become jigsaw the jigsaw guy. guy. You're like you're like ah oh, shit, another jigsaw victim. Guess we got to ship this one off to Dan. Like no, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. To touch well, it, you know. Like, exactly. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's if, the freak. If you're working in a morgue, like a nine to five job in a morgue, and somebody comes in one day and wheels in a dead body that is just chunked into 18 discrete pieces, you're like, no way. I, I'm not touching that. Like <laughs> This one, this one's dead. Yeah. This one's fucking exactly. dead. Exactly. Deal with this shit. Yeah. Um, so, the walls are closing in on Hoffman, so he goes to uh, swing by uh, Jill's office and, like, do a sort of uh, uh, conspiracizing with her. We get, like, a fun little, like, shot of Jill, uh, a couple, like, a fun little scene of Jill walking into the hospital, all of the, all of the denizens of the hospital being, like, ungrateful, like, violent, druggies, er, grr, we hate them. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, so they, like, get into it about it or whatever, um, and then Jill has, like, a- Wait, hold on, hold on. Is this when she's talking to John in a flashback, or is this when she's talking to Hoffman? So, this, is so, talking to, this is this is when she's talking to Hoffman, but then there's like then there's like a smooth camera transition because like she's talking to Hoffman and Hoffman like <laughs> Hoffman's just like I know some people who know some things. I'm working alone. The game starts tonight because of reasons. Uh, fuck off, bye. And then like the camera like pans and like we, we it pans to like John Kramer sitting in the chair and it's like and all of a sudden we're in the fa- we're in the flashback. Haze. It's like it's like half flashback, half hallucination. You know, um, to me and at least Joe that's how I read it. And Jill just has a conversation with Jigsaw where she's like, where he's like, I, I keep telling you, these people, you're 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 only fueling their addiction by mm-hmm. giving them painkillers and things. I have found a solution. And Jill's like, it doesn't fucking work, John. You just kill people. And J- and John is like, actually, no, there is someone. And the camera pans over to Amanda. Fucking Amanda just, Amanda just standing, standing in the corner of this room. She's been in the room for the entire duration of this conversation, and Jill never noticed. It's yeah. really good. Um, John's, like, in his completely bald, like, chin-strip goatee mode. I um, love it. Mike Ermintrout Because yeah. after you were like, oh, no, I mentioned that, that every time that it's a flashback, it's um, uh, John Kramer has a soul patch. And uh, you did absolutely mention that. Fair enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did warn me, but it did. Um, fucking unmoor me from reality entirely when I saw it, because, uh, well, I mean, he doesn't have the face of a man who would own a soul patch. Own? Own a soul patch. Um, and also he's blonde. Um. Tywin Lannister looking at It is like, it's like, um, it's like a whisper of facial hair. You know, it's like the hint. I mean, the thing is that, like, it's not as faint as the word whisper would suggest. Like, the thing is that it's like, it's like a mohawk of chin strap because it's like, there is no hair and then there is like, like a a half an inch of like, bushy blonde chin strap going over his But it's so fair is the thing that I was like, is light just hitting him wrong or does he have (laughs) a fucking soul patch? It's like one of his eyebrows got lost on the way up to his forehead. (laughs) Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, oh my god. Yeah. No. It's it's really a sight to behold because clearly he does not have the 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 hair texture. There's a reason I think this actor does not typically have facial hair. Um, uh, <laughs> it's an incredible decision to give him some. Frankly. Um, um. Let's see what happens next. Oh yes, and then 
we get. So now it's we're at um, Umbrella Health we're, at Night. We, yeah, Umbrella Health at Night. Uh, William's watching the 24-7 Jigsaw News coverage channel. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you see news in this world, it is only talking about John Kramer. Nothing yes. else ever comes up. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we get pig mask kidnapping insurance guy. Right, but, but not bef- not before insurance guy shoots a security guard. Yes, out of thinking, oh shit, I'm getting kidnapped. Um, goodbye, like bang bang, uh, and then yeah, good god, um, just one one last <laughs> murder before he gets right, just, jigsawed. Um, I, I like I like the line where he like sees that it's a security guard. And he's like, oh shit, oh fuck, you're gonna be okay. Are you wearing a vest? And <laughs> which is just like. I, I don't know what security guards are up to, but I cannot imagine that they're wearing bulletproof vests on their day-to-day jobs at working at an insurance company. No, probably mm-hmm, not. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as a heads up, I did put a picture of Tobin Bell with facial hair in the chat if y'all want to take a peek at that Oh, one. there we go. There we and go. I do. Let me just scroll on down and take a look-see. Oh, it's... Oh, yes. That's exactly how I want him to look with facial hair. Yeah, no, you're so... Yep, big, yep. Big, big, big old mustache. Uh, I think, uh... I, I enjoy I enjoy the poster above Newman's head in that photo that's just therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jigsaw's gonna put Newman in a trap. That's what this is. Um, yep. <laughs> no, I love I love this scene. Well, I don't love it, but um, it's really funny to me that the implication of the trial is that it's all established by John Kramer, like like in the past, right? And it's just carried yes. out by Hoffman. So yes. like. That's, he must have a little black book or something like that's, that. That's where it's right, like you that, have to kill this guy. It's yeah. It's really funny to me for a couple reasons. Number one, that means that John set this up enough in the past to be counting on the fact that all of these same employees would be working at the health insurance company after his death. Mm-hmm. Number mm-hmm. two, it means that he can't put a little aside in there like, yeah. Uh, also, it was really fucked up when you killed that security guard. I'm, I'm putting you in a trap for that one for sure. So it just goes unremarked upon for the rest of this movie never never mentioned never followed up on this dude i guess is just dead or hospitalized uh in the saw universe but what happens where do we go from here i uh so so then we um he gets kidnapped uh uh john we get a john kramer video instead of just a billy the puppet video being like blah 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 blah, here's why you're evil um and explaining the trap to him he's got this oxygen mask on um his arms and legs are strapped in a sort of like spread eagle position almost uh with little bombs on his like wrists and legs i believe if he like doesn't uncuff unlike unlock these cuffs in like an hour's time um and there's like in addition to that there's a mom and a son in a separate like jigsaw waiting room Mm -hmm. watching all of this on camera um and it's basically a a breath holding game so it's him versus this like 51 year old chronic smoker um the janitor yeah the janitor yes yes exactly i didn't even i did not realize it was the janitor until the second time through yes yes um and uh, the whole thing is like they've got these sort of vices on the rib cages or their, their like their their trunks um, uh, that will like squeeze them tighter every time they take a breath in, and so yeah the 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 thing is is like your what is, what does he say? It's like your success is predicated upon the failure of the other person something to that effect essentially so if if the other person right, another another pvp tra- pvp has been enabled and it's the best i love it um and 
I mean, this 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 scene is like it's so strange because it's like a rather silent sort of debacle. Um, right. So so many every other saw trap is just back to back. Yeah, exactly, ah, exactly. Ah. Especially in this movie as well. Um, but this one's rather silent, um, where it's just a lot of. I mean, the first thing we get is just like uh, uh, William like yelling at the, the the janitor, like "Hold your breath." Um, and then it's just them uh, swearing and inhaling for the next <laughs> thirty seconds. Yeah, it's the fucking um, it's the fucking uh, cannabis YouTuber trap, just swearing and inhaling for twenty minutes. Uh, <laughs> do you think uh, Hoffman ever hotboxes the breath play trap? Do you think they ever just load that shit up and just let it rip? I really hope so. Um, I don't think uh, not. If I don't not think Hoffman smokes either. weed though. Amanda does. I think he is. Right? I think he's a hundred percent a coke man. Yeah, Amanda Hoffman gets into the glass coffin. Is like, God, was Amanda hotboxing in here again? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I just think Amanda if, smokes weed. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I just think if John Kramer had access to medicinal weed, this series may have played out a little bit differently. That's all I got to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. No, I think um, I think uh, John Kramer, total teetotaler, you know, straight edge. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Hoffman's a cokehead. That's that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely one hundred percent. You see how he acts um, in this movie, like just always sweating, like oh manic. Yeah. Oh just, yeah, just in just he's, this man's in a state. <laughs> I love this actor so much. He's so good. He's always him. got the meat sweat. He's like he just ate a hoagie. Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah, um, a, a meatball hoagie. Uh, uh, it's awesome. It rules. Um, so uh, the the janitor's uh, rib cage explodes. Basically, uh, he like yeah. and then uh, uh, so uh, uh, the insurance schmuck is free he unstraps himself unlocks one of his wrists um and then oh my god i was we were talking about this during the movie uh i love how the set looks because it looks like a point and click escape room um there's a little arrow arrow pointing up uh next to a ladder and it's like you gotta go these ways um these are the only ways uh, these are the only like we've only mapped so much of this uh, you can't go to here. This is a dead end. You'll fall off the map if you go in this direction. Yeah, if he goes um, in the wrong direction, he'll just end up back in the Saw 3 bathroom and nobody wants exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, oh, this is the first one since... This is the first Saw, fucking, this is the first fucking, Saw movie will, without showing me Jeff dying. William Easton is, like, wandering through this abandoned okay, zoo and he goes down the hallway and suddenly ends up, like, in the ending scene of Saw 3. Like, the ending of yeah. the world all over like, again. Like, he, like, he doesn't... Like, he just gets fucking he he just gets fucking quake engine warped yeah oh yeah he just clips through it yeah absolutely absolutely yeah um uh so we we get another shot of this jigsaw waiting room um the only thing i have written down here is live slash die switch yes um which i do remember but that there's like right because we 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 start with we oh we we meet this 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 woman and her son Mm -hmm. uh i don't i don't have their names but they're like why are we in this trap what's happening and all the, we, we see the live-die switch, the big vat of hydrochloric acid. Uh-huh, that's slowly dripping down a little bit. And then I believe we also get a shot of the sprinklers at this point. So, like, the yeah, visual yeah, yeah. implication, the the sort of um, uh, 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 film language there is um, you're going to get sprayed if you fuck up. Uh, so don't do that. Um, yes, yes, yes. And then uh, reporter Roberta Bobby gets kidnapped. Uh <laughs> As well, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, it oh, will sorry, never sorry. not be funny to me when you refer to her <laughs> Jill as Roberta Bobby. 
Oh, um, I, is, all the blonde women are the same. Uh, the the the, the blonde reporter. Bob, oh. No, who is who is Roberta Bobby? Okay, okay, oh, um, right. are you not familiar with this um Twitter account? This I'm so excited to be. This is one um, of the fucking all time Twitter accounts. I'm so glad that it's come up on this podcast because two of my favorite things, uh, Doctor Roberta Bobby and Saw, finally, finally together at last. I think we get a scene of the reporter and Jill talking to each other first, which is. Uh, mm. Where I'll, where I'll post this uh, post this <laughs> meme I made earlier after we started recording. <laughs> oh. um, uh, the the meme that um, we're gonna just put in the chat is um, a shot of uh, Paris Hilton holding up a popsicle <laughs> with uh, Jill on it. That's and the caption therein is actually gonna have five more of these little blonde bitches. And you know what? You're fucking right. Absolutely. <laughs> this is the milfiest Saw film by a country mile. Like, oh, we, for, for sure. We got for sure. we got Amanda doing evil hot girl shit in Saw 3, but the entirety of Saw 6 is just alternately Jill Tuck and Dr. Reporter Roberta Bobby just, like, <laughs> milfing their way <laughs> through various disused, like, their warehouses. Their breasts are bouncing milfily. Yeah. They are, they are. Oh, um, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, man, the vibes, the vibes, the vibes, unparalleled. Um, so she gets kidnapped. I don't really remember if we get a huge sort of, like, consequence scene after that. No, um, she just gets thrown. Well, she gets thrown in. The, she, gets, she gets thrown in jail. But I did want to talk about briefly that uh, when when the the son of the woman that's in the hydrofluoric acid ta- chamber, when he's like, "Why? What's happening? Why are we here?" Her mom says, "You're. It's because of your father." And she like looks cryptically at the at the monitors that are showing William. And now the thing is, this is supposed to intimate that these are Williams. This is Williams' wife and child, right. wife and son yes. that are being trapped in here. But it turns out to be the guy whose claim he denied at the start of the movie there that's his family but i do not understand the meaning of this line if she is saying that your dead father is the reason that we are in this saw trap uh, well she must recognize him because she does recognize this insurance guy right away um, i don't think she well she does later when he's actually there in person maybe uh, but i right? i think i think doesn't it doesn't stretch my disbelief to say that she would recognize by saw logic sure but i don't i don't i don't understand how that ties into is she just assuming that she is, is does she just immediately know her true purpose here that she is the one putting uh, that, that she is there because William has to be put to a test because he killed it, Mr. Abbott this stretching. is the least hard for, thing for me to believe stretching a little logic maybe <laughs> maybe uh, here, here's my roundabout uh, explanation of this and of course any explanation of saw logic is just you know calvin ball but oh fully fully, fully. i i choose to believe that as anybody else in saw city this woman is very aware of the 24 7 jigsaw news cycle and so mm-hmm. she was able to make the connection that john kramer was a client at the same health insurance agency as her husband and thus was able to assume oh well, this must have something to do with my husband because we were like six degrees of separation away from John Kramer at one point mm-hmm. in time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, I have to mm-hmm. assume, I have to assume everybody in Saw City is always wondering, like, okay, like, do I know anybody who could be targeted by John Kramer? Like, do I need to leave town for a couple weeks because my fucking husband, like, did this shitty thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Y- you're just always on your toes, right? I would just leave. I would just move out of the city, right? 
Right. Oh, here comes the Ivory Towers liberal saying, why don't you just move to a better location? <laughs> maybe, maybe the rent in Saw City is all that I can afford. Have you ever considered that? Yeah. yeah all this affordable housing that John Kramer built. Exactly. Exactly. See, <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that's it. That's it. it. It all, the fucking world building of this franchise all sticks together and just, like, just increases. You just, you just need to figure, ways. you just need to, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so now we're back with the investigators, um, and... Yeah, 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 uh, we, we, we already talked about, uh, the porno in which Dr. Roberta Bobby, uh, goes to meet with Dr. Roberta Bobby at her apartment. Yes. Oh, yeah! That scene and... is so funny, oh my god. It's so good. Like, I don't even, what is it that they talk about? Like, that's the sensationalism. They don't, they just say, like, hey, there's this, there's this note that was found at the place where Jigsaw's body was found. Does this mean anything to you? Uh, and I, th- I think it, this is the note that Amanda got in her, no, this is not Amanda's note. This is not Amanda's letter, right? Is this no, a separate letter? This is a separate oh. letter. This has something to do with Jill Tuck, I think, but the, 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 the fucking reporter shows up at Jill Tuck's apartment and the content of the scene is not necessarily important. What's important is that these two women are just exuding the strongest MILF vibes at each other, like the end of David Cronenberg's Scanners, where they're just trying to blow each other up, like, just based on the power of their blonde hairdos and the ability to drink red wine. Well, like, the thing is about Jill is that she's full MILF. Like, she is, like, she's, she's, like, the final evolution MILF. Um, but, uh, 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 right, this that, reporter, this is, this baby is, MILF, this like, is she's milf. getting there, this, but she's not getting, like, she's not Jill, there yet. Jill, yeah. Jill is, Jill is MILF ultimate, Jill is, like, the, ch- the, the, the ultimate form, like, mm, Digimon mm, style, mm-hmm, whereas, mm. like, uh, 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 Pamela is, like, down at, like, champion form. Mm. Like, this is, like, like, Jill is up there as, like, fucking Metal War Grey, like, mm. up there with fucking mm-hmm. War Greymon, and Jill, and, and Pamela is stuck down there at regular, regular old Greymon. <laughs> sure, mm-hmm, totally. Mm-hmm. Um... What I actually, I did write it down. I just totally, like, my eyeballs missed it. Uh, what we get is an extended fucking flashback to John Kramer and this insurance broker interacting. Um, not the first one. I, I mean, not the last one we get, but it is the first one where they're at, like, a dinner party or something or some sort of, like, yes. gala. Um, uh, and... Yeah, just um, sort of chit-chatting about life and the will to live and human intention. Yeah, just normal, normal conversations. Normal conversations. Um, and yeah, so that's fine. It's just setting up pretext. Uh, and then I I have a gap in my notes from here that maybe someone else. Though I do have stuff. Like- what, what what so this is we're we're just coming out of the we're coming out of the Jill we're we're coming out of the two doctor the two clones of Dr. Roberta Bobby talking to each other. Right. Uh and then uh yeah, they have the Oh yeah, because yeah, what happens next is we cut to William and his next stage of the saw trap. Oh right? yes. Um, um which is this sort of um, to... uh uh not PvP so much as uh um now he's given some sort of um uh, Yeah, choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure sort of um you you did insurance policies. You denied claims. Pick which which one of your employees uh, should live and which one should die based off. Yeah, of, which one which which one has the higher EV of of years? Like you you got this perfectly healthy young man, but he's got no like actual like family or anything. It's so funny that he underscore like cause he yeah he says that young man and the there's this old biddy who's on who's your secretary, but she'll she's she's beloved by all. She's got a lot of family who'd miss her, and like the, he has like two separate monitors, one showing pictures 
pictures of the secretary, it's like, so funny. like with her family, and the other one just like, like looking like he's posing for a fucking like, like a like a, a magazine spread for an advertisement, just like like fucking Abercrombie and Fitch ass posing on the boardwalk pictures of this other guy. Just, just but, but it's like he's alone. Yeah, he's alone. Jigsaw's um, PowerPoint trap. It's awesome, um, and so they've they've got they've got these sort of barbed wire nooses around their necks, and they're both gagged. And um, he's he's supposed to hold onto these chains while they're like pulling apart from one another. Um, and the whole thing is, uh, you gotta let one of them go. Uh, and so whichever one you let go, um, the floor is gonna drop out underneath them, and they're gonna die. Uh, and so it, it seems less of a choice, honestly, than more than just like. Th- there seems to be no internal decision making here. It just, I mean, I'm sure they're supposed to be like, it's supposed to feel like that, but it fails in order. It fails communicating as much. Uh, it f- truly just feels more like one slipped out of his hand and the other one didn't. Um, I, and so I, I the, think, the, the, I think he makes a choice there. Like he, sure, he, sure. he definitely consciously makes a choice to let, sure. the, let the dude drop. Sure. Yeah. But, but he does. Yeah. And the, and, uh, the, the 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 cuffs up behind uh, for the the to his secretary get loose and she's like like Ethel go get somewhere safe or whatever. Okay. Two things, two things here that I really want to talk about with this trap. Um, yes. Again, I do think Jigsaw's PowerPoint presentation is very funny, but the other two things that kill me about this is when um, when uh, William walks up to the trap, it says take them, and he goes oh fuck that and just tries to walk away from it. And yes, when he comes, I love it. when he comes back, fucking Billy the puppet like drops yes. from the ceiling and like smacks into the glass. And when the trap ends and the dude gets hung, yes. the exact same thing yes. happens. He like rockets forward on this noose and hits the glass so hard, like blood just splatters out of him, like it's fucking deep red or don't look now. Like just all this blood <laughs> just comes out of his body. It is, it is so. So, so absurd. Like, it is the level every Saw Trap should be at, at minimum, in this franchise to me. Uh Uh-huh. The part where where both Billy the Puppet and the body get, like, pulled, like, up to the... Pulled up. Like, they're fucking... Like, they just died in a stage play, and they're, like, being carried off to heaven by, like, the wires. It's so good. It's so good. Every trap in this movie is a fucking stone-cold banger. I love it. Really, really, genuinely. The thing is, the thing is, I do not think this movie, I, I do not think this movie's, like, parts are markedly better than the parts of other Saw movies, but the thing is that this Saw movie has no filler in it. It is all killer. Absolutely. And also, like, it feels so much more cohesive, you know? Yes, it, feel, it feels, like, even with this one being, like, this is probably not the most flashbacky. like, I think Saw 4 might be the most flashbacky one yes. that we, of the franchise. Yes, yeah, Saw 4 um, and Saw 5 are but the like, worst defenders on that even, one. Even, even... Even mm-hmm. with all the flashbacks that we do get here, like there feels like an actual like, co- like especially coming off the back of Saw Five, where the where the five people who like were in, in the trap like did not have any over like did not have any relation to the story writ large. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that the cohesion of the story in this one is very much appreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so he uh, grabs another key after making that a hard decision. Uh, un- unlocks it. Uh, unlocks one of his other cuffs. Um. And then wiggles his way over. I love talking about these people wiggling um, uh, over to the next trap. Though I'm gonna just assume, yes, uh, there's there's like uh, interstitial cuts here and there from 
Yeah, because because what happens actually like we see the journal, we see Pamela getting dropped into the into the cage, and she can like she's got like so the, there was like nesting CCTVs happening here because the 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 the, the, the woman and her son can see William on the CCTV and then Pamela in her cage can see the woman and her son on her CCTV and she can see them with the live die like breaker switch that will that will supposedly trigger the the acid bath yeah so i don't 100% get why she's here beyond the fact that she's related to this guy cuz it seems like nothing happens to her yeah she's kind of she's yeah. kind of just here as like Father, to, to, I could, guess, like, like just, guess. To, just to like make the trap more seem more morally complex, I suppose, because I, I really do think like the purpose of her being here, like a lot of stuff in this franchise, is only for the benefit of the audience, right? Where you, yeah, sure, for you, sure, for you, sure. you are meant to think that if they pull the live die switch, it may actually kill her, right? Oh yes, right, yeah, yes, totally, or them, or we're not really sure what. Yeah, it, the, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's left it's left up in the air, um. But uh, I, oh yeah, this is when we get a flashback to Timothy getting put in the rack. Uh, I fucking love like, this oh, scene. All oh, time so happens, greatest soft franchise scene right like, here. Amanda, Amanda, and John are like just chilling, and like John's in his wheelchair. He's like you know he's he's like in his pre Saw three state where he's like definitely flagging, um, and. Hoffman just like waddles in with his with with the, with this unconscious body of Timothy in the wheelbarrow mm-hmm. and just like upturns it and dumps the body onto the floor and Jigsaw is like that's a human that's being. a human being yeah uh that part is great I love this scene conceptually because literally all it is is Hoffman working on the rack and Amanda wheels John in, and they just start fucking roasting Hoffman on this trap. Like, John comes in, he's like, "Oh, you should, you should use better, better gear ratios next time." And Amanda's like, "Yeah, and you fucking use the wrong oil too, you dumbass." It's, <laughs> it, it really, it's such a small scene, but it establishes this really compelling dynamic between the three of them, where like Hoffman is here working at Jigsaw Enterprises, but Amanda fucking hates his guts. John can barely tolerate him. There's so much of this interpersonal drama that these movies hint at between the three of them that is so funny and so juicy that I just wish we could see more of because it's all I I... want from these movies. It really is. It's like fucking, it's like Team Rocket, you know? It's like that same vibe to me. Like, you know how, like, in the Star Wars franchise, there's, like, a million paperback books? Yeah, totally. Um, I want that for this. But for Saw? Yeah, but only for this dynamic, specifically. Yeah, exactly. You only want Hoffman, Amanda, Jigsaw backstory books? Yeah, but it wouldn't be... It's not what I want. I want to read... It's not... Because all I want is them to... I just want them to bicker. I just want hours yes, and hours yes, of them bickering. No, no plot or anything. Just like, just like fucking coffee shop AU. Where, yes. But instead, it's just all of them, all of them being shithead employees. Exactly. To each other working at a coffee <laughs> okay, shop. Exactly. Yeah, because it wouldn't be an AU. It'd be very canonical. <laughs> I just think what I want is saw fan fiction, and I just think I have to come to terms with that about myself. 
Yeah. <laughs> the thing yeah. Is though, the thing is, though, I feel like you want soft fan, fan, fan fiction that people are probably not writing. Like, I mean, I feel like, like I, I have not. Okay, I will say I have not interacted with a ton of the soft fandom, but I feel like a lot of the soft fandom is interested in a the way these dudes' heads explode, or b Strom and Hoffman fucking. I feel like those are the primary interests. Or of Adam, the, of Ad, the, soft. Uh, the the guy from the first movie, right? The the yes, yes, the yes, yes, yes. Carryalls. And this, I, to be clear, to be clear, this is not me saying this to the de- to the denigration of the saw fandom. I I, I really no, respect no, the absolutely. amount to which you, I, you people are. I, the, I really I really appreciate the fact that which, to which you are slamming the two men in in Saw Five together and saying they are kissing, and I really do respect I that. But I just don't think they have what you're looking for. Fucking banger, uh, saw shipping fan art on my timeline the other day. I mm. I didn't retweet I didn't retweet it, but I think I actually will if I can find it. But um, <laughs> this this person, this Twitter artist, had made this really cute uh, two image set. One of which was Hoffman and Strom. The other one was Lynn Dinlin and Amanda. Here it is. Here it is. God. Okay, I'm retweeting this because it's so fucking good. I don't care. I am beyond the point of caring what people think about me on social media. But um. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah I, I, my eyes are pinned to Oh yes, it's so yes. good. This is shout out shout out to fucking Twitter user at Solid Snake Lover who is just making Oh, I literally re- literally when we were recording, I retweeted some art by Solid Snake Lover onto my own timeline like an hour ago. Hell yeah. <laughs> fucking God bless. It's so good. It's so good. Um yeah, of where where are we in this movie? They're roasting Hoffman for the trap. He has yes. he has Timothy or whatever the guy's name is in the wheelbarrow. He tips him over and it looks like that image of like Peter or Brian from Family Guy or whatever where they're just like spilled over <laughs> themselves. Yes, 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 yes. It's so fucking funny. Um, so good. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I love this scene. What happens next? Is it Is this another what we do we get another uh, uh uh John William flashback, I believe. Uh, we might because the next thing in my notes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because the next, because the next thing, the next thing. Well, uh, th- that scene ends with Amanda saying, "I'm not going anywhere," and Hoffman says, "Yes, you are." Saw Saw Three already happened. You are definitely going away. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just um, but so we yeah we go back to William in the trap and he looks on his arm and there's final decision written on his arm and then we get a flashback to Jigsaw's insurance claim being denied. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's whatever. Like, the thing is, it's just supposed to, like, set up more bad, like, just justify it more, I think. It's like, we don't actually get anything super meaningful or robust there. Um, because, uh, and it's such a long flashback. Like, I literally, like, left to grab a beer, um, and then forgot <laughs> that we were, were about to start another trap when I came back. Yeah. Because the flashback just kept going. The flashback goes um, on for so long. Um, is this the, is this the piranha scene? That's another classic of John Kramer moment. Where he's um yeah I think, I think this is the piranha. Um, oh, man, he does say something insane in this scene, but I don't remember what it is. I think no, he says something. He just starts waxing, um, poetic in or philosophical rather about nonsense. Like he just kept saying words. I don't remember what point he makes that if you really think about the logic of the sentence he was constructing, um means he was saying basically nothing like i don't remember exactly what that is but he does a lot of that and it's i mean i could i could listen to it forever i truly could i'm so happy it's there (laughs) yeah absolutely i i have heard and i don't know how true this is but i think it's i think it's true is that at some point in this franchise they basically whenever jigsaw had a monologue just let tobin bell write his own dialogue and i Mm -hmm. feel like this this has that vibe to it right like a thousand percent. Tobin, thousand Bell, percent. Tobin Bell just sat down and said, okay, who is Jigsaw? 
what kind of Joker-fied bullshit would he say in this moment? And he just fucking goes mm-hmm. for it. It's really good. J- just Jigsaw really is the real Joker. Like Joker's bullshit. Jigsaw. Joker is Joker is washed. Jigsaw could take him in a fight any fucking day of the week. I do not care which Joker you are throwing into that situation. Jigsaw comes out on top every time. Well, the thing is, Joker is just a completely different character. What people mean when they say Joker-fied is they mean Jigsaw-fied. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to become the Jigsaw. Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I think we need to bring that back into the common vernacular where it's like, you know how people say, oh, when you say literally, it actually means you're saying this. We're going to say, yeah. oh, when you're saying Joker-fied, it actually means you're being Jigsaw-fied. And just be really pedantic about it from now on. Yeah, yeah. It's the correct amount of pedant- pedantry, you know? Like, uh, pedantry to serve a purpose, which is to promote the Saw franchise. 100%, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the next trap we have is so fucking funny the shotgun carousel no 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 the one before that the the the, fr- no, the freddy krueger the dead by daylight boiler room oh trap. i forgot about the yeah. fucking hate i forgot about the boiler room that one's nothing I, well the thing is the I trap itself like is it. whatever it's their dynamic that makes it rule to my for myself yeah actually actually you know what? i said that was nothing on instinct because i was really excited to talk about the shotgun carousel but now that i think about it, it just kind of pales in the comparison to the shotgun carousel because what doesn't right right um the trap the trap is deep the trap is good yeah so he so the 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 we've got the lawyer and she's got like sort of um uh, uh i don't know oh, some sort of spike that that's was. gonna go through her brain after an amount of time she has to get through this obstacle course and um uh, uh william can like make it easier uh there's like hot steam that's burning them um and if he burns himself uh he can stop her from being burned and he like kind of they go halfsies on it basically but neither of them are rather happy about it uh because they're both racing against the clock um and then they she gets across uh, at, well, they're scream. They're just screaming at each other the entire time, and I love how fast paced this this scene is because um, she immediately figures out, oh, the key's inside of you, and he lifts up his shirt, and like we've had that blood stain, we've like known that there's been a sort of like incision on his side, like, um, so and he lifts it up and he's like, oh shit, there's a key inside of me, um, to get her out of her trap, and so she picks up this little like handsaw. Um, this, like, electronic, like, battery-powered, I have to assume, handsaw, and starts just fucking swinging it at him. It's so good. Like, oh, I'm so glad they found a way to put a fucking, like, buzzsaw fight scene in this franchise. Oh, yeah, buzzsaw, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a circular, circular buzzsaw, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I just love it, because, yeah, because she's, like, she's going crazy. I love it. I Just uh, hysterical women vibes, you know? Totally, totally. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) But uh, a short-lived, of course, because, like, he has more time on his clock than she does, certainly. Um, and she gets uh, uh, staked through the brain by her little, like, um, I don't know, back brace sort of contraption she's got going on. Uh, uh, not bef- I don't know. She just goes crazy. She, like, attacks the wall as well. It's awesome. Um, and he's like, well, I guess I got through that. <laughs> Neither of us. Uh, oh, my- oh, yes. No, she falls. Oh, my God. So oh she, yeah, she gets yeah. She fun. falls and she hits like mm-hmm. five discrete impacts on the way down. Yeah, it's it's cartoonish. Just it's fucking ragdoll. Like, yeah, she gets like she gets like she gets exploded. Like the, the harpoon gun goes off in her face. She like stumbles backward and like hits a hits like a railing. The railing just happens so, so happens to be like not only she does not tumble over the railing. The railing is like a door that opens, which she falls down and then splats on the floor again, like Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Just a heap of woman. Um, Just a heap of woman. Yes. 
Um, Body is just heap. Mm-hmm. My next note is the mer- merry-go-round trap. So. Yeah, my next note is the shotgun carousel as I well. Think yeah. there's, so my... there's something in between that, right? Like, there's some kind of uh, Hoffman procedural stuff, right? Maybe? Um. So the thing the thing that happens mm, after the yes, merry- um, yes, 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 yes. Uh, this is just like a this is just like a pre a prelude to the you're feeling helpless right now. Right now you're feeling oh, yeah, helpless. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Uh, like it's just like him meeting with the cops and them being like them just being very suspicious of Hoffman and him being like. Oh well, what why what did you find on the tape? And he's like, well, we we didn't. There wasn't a tape for the for the for the pound of flesh challenge. Um, God, sorry, the, just calling it the pound of flesh challenge made me envision like an TikTok. Yeah, AU where Jigsaw's a YouTuber. Yeah. Hello, TikTok. I want to play a game today. I present you the pound of flesh challenge. Hashtag Jigsaw. John Kramer. Oh, John Kramer would have loved challenge. TikTok. He he is so. This man is so hungry for attention. Oh, he would have been just... posting on TikTok oh, yeah. like every day of his life. Oh yeah, oh yeah, um, and he'd be wildly he's popular. Just... Um, yeah. Um, he's not uh, Jigsaw's chewy. Um, <laughs> too late on that one, probably. About about yeah, probably. too late on that one. Um, um, but Hoffman just again being the most suspicious man that's ever lived. I, and then we get the shotgun. <laughs> I love this because I've, I especially love my notes because it's like. Uh, you may be feeling helpless, which is the thing that Morgan alluded to earlier. Um, uh, Hoffman is sweating with yeah. a bunch of exclamation parts. Um, uh, descrambling that audio, we we start to get it here, get closer oh, and wait, closer. Wait, 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 hold just... on. Is this, is this when right now you're feeling helpless happens? Because... I believe so. No, no, no. We we have to do the shotgun carousel first. The shotgun carousel first. first. This, like, like they, cause, cause uh, what, happens, yes. what happens in the scene? What happens in the scene I was talking about was just that, they they tell uh, him they have Erickson, an audio file, right? Uh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes, they're yes. like, oh, we got audio from the first, from the first, from the guy, from the guy who killed your sister. Yeah. So then uh, we that, get that's all trap. Then we get the shotgun so. carousel feminism trap. Um, this trap whips where, ass. It's so good. It's so good. So it's it's the dog pit. They're all going around. Um, the thing is, there's like a shotgun, and if um. William puts his hand in and it gets like basically like I don't hole punched essentially. Um then the person is saved. Mm-hmm. Uh but there's a limited amount of Yeah, yeah. So 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 like so, so th- they they set this one up and this is one of my favorite traps because it's the closest the Saw franchise ever gets to a Danganronpa execution. Like it, um, yes. Oh, so it kind of, even with the little fucking lights yeah, going yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He opens the door. He hears everyone screaming, and I'm like clapping like a seal, getting to talk about this. But um, he uh, he opens the door, and you see the like red flashing lights, and you see like the big spiral on the carousel like starting to spin up. And um, what it is yes. is that John Kramer has or Hoffman or whoever has put this like playground carousel painted it with a big red spir- spiral and on all six ends is the uh, the people of the dog pit right and how this works mm-hmm. is um the carousel spins and it will randomly stop on a person like a roulette wheel and once it stops a shotgun will go off and kill the person and what william mm-hmm. easton has to do is choose who lives and who dies because there are six shots in the shotgun and it goes off six times right but he has the opportunity to stop it twice and how that happens is he has to put his hand inside of this cage and press two buttons and the shotgun will recede, but it will also, as you said, stab through his hand with like a little hole puncher, right? And so mm-hmm. the entirety of this scene, which is so good, is predicated on all six members of the dog pit, like yelling at him, begging for their lives, turning against each other, like, you know, and, and Easton is like sweating, he's all fucked up over it. 
And the only way, the literal only way this scene could have been any better is if it just had, like, straight-up execution music in it, right? Because it is... Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this trap. It is, um... It's... It's finally recognizing the potential of this franchise to just be, like, super over-the-top, like, really intense and kind of goofy, but also really emotional in, like, a really bizarre way. It just really... It just really... It just all clicks together for me with this one. It really does. Because the setup is so absurd, but everyone is acting their ass off, you know? Absolutely. Are, yeah, absolutely. They are turning the acting dial up to a fucking 11, you yeah. know? It's great, yeah. it's great. Like, like, like I kind of laughed at this when, when we watch it, because it's super absurd, right? Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's like what you said, Blair, when we were watching it about them showing the uh, the footage of the miscarriage again like saying it's it's misfortune to the point of farce right right and, yes. and i think there is some of that in here but i love the bit at the end of this where where um where easton makes the decision to save the second girl and the last mm-hmm. guy is alive and he's being rotated on the carousel to face the shotgun and he's like oh well great that's fucking it isn't it and um, mm-hmm. Easton's like walking away, and the guy's like, "Look at me! I want you to look at me while you're killing me." And it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's so, so fucking good. good. Like this movie is where the Saw franchise finally gets a script where it's like, okay, what would be the rawest, most kick-ass thing anybody could do in this situation? And it just it banger, banger, back to front, back to front, all killer, no filler in this movie. This is a fully realized this like. Th- the sort of the thesis the the broad thesis of saw is fully realized within this film yes you know yes it's it's like finally we've we've perfected the formula we know exactly how to do exactly what we're doing absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. yeah delectable frankly wonderful um so yeah so now we're 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 in we're in this moment i love this moment um in in this in this room Hoffman's sweating like a pig. Yes. Um, yes. 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 He's, yes, he's yes, cornered. Yes, yes. The walls are closing in on him. The the, the uh, as as he's sweating so profusely and casually pouring himself a cup of coffee. Um, we hear the thing getting descrambled. Oh, um, people God. are sort of like talking at him. Oh. There's 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 detective gobbledy gook um, about how you know some sort of chemical shit. Blah blah blah. Can't be strong. Blah 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 blah. And I, my notes just like I interrupt myself as soon as fucking Hoffman goes fucking nuts. It's like that the, the audio descrambles enough that it's clearly him. He he gets and, yeah, and it says right now you're it's so good. Yes, I yes. I fucking love this scene. Like again, this is like filmmaking one hundred and one, but just banger, banger, banger. Like shotgun carousel right into this where we get Hoffman in this room and they're like descrambling the fucked up voice, and for this entire scene. As Agent Perez is like puzzling out Columbo style to Hoffman why she knows he's the killer. You just get mm-hmm. this fucked up voice like oscillating up and down for the whole scene where it's like, right now you're feeling helpless. Right now you're mm-hmm, feeling mm-hmm, helpless. Mm-hmm. Like just over and mm-hmm. over and over again in the background. And it's so good. Like I I got fucking goosebumps watching this last night. Like I am not afraid to admit on this podcast how <laughs> fucking hyped up I was to be watching this film yesterday. So I, it's so good. I love this scene. It is. It, it's so. It's oh, oh. And then, and then Hoffman snaps, and then he 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 takes a knife to uh, one of the te- te- detectives' throat and just starts like throws a pot of boiling hot coffee on Perez's face. Um, yes. And just starts murdering everyone. And I'm like, 
this is perhaps the most conspicuous thing you've ever done. Um, but, uh, 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 full credit to Hoffman. He, he, he stumbles out to his car. He pulls the fucking frozen ass hand out of the cooler that he keeps on him at all times. If fucking, he ever needs to frame. Okay. I've said this on Twitter. Mark Hoffman is Kira Yoshikage from Jojo part four. Like he is literally just <laughs> yeah. having to, trying to have a quiet life. And then he comes out here with his fucking severed hand to blow everybody up. It's, it's, I, listen, I'm not saying that people who wrote Saw 6 have read Jojo Diamond is Unbreakable, but I just gotta say, if you're drawing a character comparison between Hoffman, uh, Kira Yoshikage is not outside the realm of comparison. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Um, I, I, I mentioned this while we were watching it, but it just endlessly amuses me. Um, uh, uh, yeah, and then he brings, he, he, like, puts fingerprints everywhere, uh, with his little gloves on. Um, and then has this, like, can of gasoline and just dumps it on everyone. And I'm just thinking about being an actor on that set today Well, um, uh, <laughs> what's the actor's name? Uh, Costas Mendelor. Uh, Costas yeah, Mendelor. Just, like, uh, like, glugs water on top of you and you're supposed to, like, s- <laughs> like lay perfectly still and be a dead body. Yeah. Um, and, and there's some people in positions where it'd be very difficult not to, like, show physically on your face that you're wincing because water is being dumped on your face mm-hmm. um i think i uh, think erickson is still alive here and he does like the the vine where the girl gets water splashed on her and she's like hello like he's just, yes. just like kind of like sits up and starts sputtering for a second it's pretty good yeah yeah but then uh yeah then uh, everything goes up in flames um it's pretty good uh and then um Jill, so then, like, Hoffman goes back to the Jigsaw um, hub building, whatever, and then, so, as does Jill, um, like, she's got, like, envelopes and shit, um, she's gone through the box, she's got letters and envelopes and whatever, uh, she's got an envelope with the number six, which is the number this movie is, uh, on it, uh, driving all around, she knows stuff, you know, she's got intel, um, and, uh, while there's, like, I believe concurrently to while like the the final trap thing is happening, um, she's like trying to mer- like trying to set Hoffman in a reverse bear trap himself again. Uh, correct. Uh, yeah, we, we we get to that point eventually. I'm not sure of the exact timeline, but that is how this storyline kind this of is resolves itself. Essentially, what happens? Yeah, um, my notes like, here just say uh, literally Kira Yoshikage. Side shot with two exclamation points. Oh, I remember that. That's when the flashbacks to Saw 3. And then um, just Hoffman electrocuted. And that's kind of the extent of my notes for the rest of this film. Right, because um, the the note that's been referenced is, has to do with um, just sort of like the large um, uh, 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 a Sawniverse plot. Um, uh, uh, which is to say... Um, we learn that Amanda drove Cecil to the hospital that caused Jill's miscarriage, essentially. And that is why Jill had to kill another brunette woman from, I believe, Saw 3? The doctor, right? Yes. 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 Um, And basically it's like, it's like this sort of, this grand conspiracy is all culminating or whatever. That's, that's what's happening there. Uh, concurrently to that, um, we have, uh, the, uh, uh, William, uh, in this, like, final room, um, he's, like, see, like, sees the, the, the husband, not the husband, the, the wife and child, 
of 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 and it's like real it's like oh they're not his wife and child it's the wife and child the guy whose insurance claim he got denied and then there's this sort of like moralizing over like you deserve to die but i don't have it in him the, the wife is doing that um and then the son is like fuck this uh and and, and pulls it <laughs> so good um, yeah and i love this like there's something about this trap that like like it, it's just it just like works so. Like it, we also learn that they're they're uh, uh, William and uh, uh, Pamela are brother and sister at this point. Um, yes. Uh, just to complicate morality further, or whatever. Um, and uh, uh, so so this, this this he pulls the switch. Uh, I think we, like everyone expects you know like the sprinkler system to go off and him to be like melted, uh, Wicked Witch of the West style um, into a little uh, uh, insurance broker puddle. Um, but instead this rack of needles come slamming into the wall. I love this. Um, and like pins him to the cage wall that the, uh, a wife and like wife and son are in and just inject him with fucking hydrochloric acid. So he's like just fucking eroding from the inside out. There's something so like most saw sort of deaths are like very external, which is to say like, uh, something external comes in like like squeezes you to death or like chops limbs off or explodes limbs off or whatever right Um, but this is like no we're just gonna ruin you from the we're just gonna like fuck you up from the inside out and that i don't know there's just and it is it's so gross and horrifying i love it i love it it's really good yeah there's it's it's quite unsettling there's the great Mm -hmm. shot after he's been dissolved where it's like his legs just with all of his viscera spilling out that just kind of plop over on the ground oh yeah yep 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 yeah it's really Uh, it's good he he says something to the fact like oh it was never my game and it's like yeah I guess um <laughs> no it wasn't I mean it was though is the thing like it was it just also wasn't yeah um it's also uh, Kaufman's game question mark maybe I guess yeah it's her he... her game because she has to choose whether he lives or dies uh like like the wife's game the son's game yeah uh, it's it's a game you know it's sure 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 there's many players yeah uh uh it's Jigsaw's game come on you guys. Uh, and, um, so, yeah, so then Jill puts Hoffman in the reverse bear trap she, for- She walks in as he's reading this letter and tases him, and Hoffman gives yes. the fucking best facial expression in the whole franchise where he's being electrocuted. Yes. He, he gets tased and, like, passes out, and, um, um, she plops this thing on his head, and when he comes to, um, he, like, realizes what's what what's happening, and, like, forces the sort of thing into like two metal bars yeah convenient um so his jaw like his jaw doesn't complete like his he doesn't die mm-hmm. he just his face is like super fucked up i gotta say uh, the reverse bear trap 2.0 looks sick as shit like the one in the, oh, the yeah. one in the first one is also really good but this one looks like an hr giger like just fucked uh-huh. up metal mask it's super super good i i right i love all the machinery in these movies like just the design of it it is so yeah like early nine inch nails like industrial oh, yeah. fucked up kind of yeah shit. It, it's just yeah. just tremendous design on this mask mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh I, I yes absolutely um this movie ends so fast that i feel like in describing it, I'm going to miss something. Like I don't remember what beat it ends on exactly. It ends. Uh, though I... um, it ends with Hoffman sticking his face in the uh, like he. There's a door, 
he sticks his face in and it shatters the glass. The trap goes off and like you said, it doesn't really rip his face open. But um, we also learn that um, we learn that uh, fucking the note that Amanda got in Saw 3 was written by Hoffman blackmailing her because he knew mm-hmm. he knew that she and Cecil were the ones that killed, uh, you know, Jigsaw's child. Uh, right, but right, but the right. final the final shot of this movie is Hoffman pulling the bear trap off of his face and like shredding his right cheek like all the way open like screaming mm-hmm. his face just ripped open and um you know uh just, like like just all kind of fucked up and there's also a post credit scene in this film which I had forgotten about um oh I, back, I missed that we go back to the cell where jeff's daughter was being kept during the events of saw three and saw four and amanda is there and she she says to her don't trust the one who saves you which is her knowing that hoffman was going to save this girl and so maybe this girl would tell the police not to trust Hoffman? I don't know. I don't know. But it's there. It, it's a scene sure. at the end of this movie. Sure. It's mentioning. fucking sure. It's like, I feel like every movie is just like, okay, we're just going to give the writers who write the next movie just something to work with. Totally, you know? totally, yeah. We don't have any plan for this, but you're welcome to do something with this. Yeah, you know what I and mean? And I mean, aside from the Jill Tuck-Hoffman-like rivalry, this movie wraps up pretty much all of the ongoing Saw plot lines, and so... Oh yeah, oh yeah. You can kind of see why Saw 3D isn't really as convoluted as this one, just because they right. didn't have as much left to, to work with with all that. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's um, pretty much the end of this movie, right? That's, it is. It's that's basically six. Smash Cuts and, to credits, yeah. Yeah, and that brings us to the end of September. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so on a scale of zero to six corpses in the shotgun carousel, how many sh- how many corpses in the shotgun carousel are you going to give this one? By zero to six, I do mean zero to five, because I don't want to break the rankings for, so- for September. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the very objective rankings that we have curated. The very The very accurate rankings we have curated over the years i think this one like this one like tops out at like a three this one's honestly up at a three and a half for me like, i had such a good time like it as like a severe bad at watching things person like to watch th- something back to back like two days in a row takes a very so i have to enjoy yeah. it a lot like the only times i can think of like having actually watched something back to back like that is like i did it with scream i've done it with hot fuzz um I may have done it with Summer Wars at some point. Sure, I feel sure, like. sure. Like, those are the only ones that I can really point to. And so, this... It, the, the fact that I was just able to enjoy my second run through of this just as much as my first one, like, with within, like, within almost, like, 12 hours of each other was just such yeah. a delight. Oh, for sure. I, 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 I love think, this. Yeah. I think on the graded scale that occurs within the Saw universe, as if we took the Saw movies and only compared them against each other... This For is sure. this is a five out of five. This is the best. Absolutely. This is the best Saw movie. Uh, I was yeah. I was yeah. On on a normal person ranking scale, I would probably also give this a three and a half. I think mm-hmm. I enjoyed enough almost to give it a four, but my internal clock says three and a half is about right for this one. Yeah, yeah. No, I tend to agree. Um, this movie just clips on by. Like it, it just it it doesn't it doesn't take us take a break to you know inhale at all. Um, and there, it doesn't sort of wander away at any point. 
Um, it has a very strong vision and a very clear idea of what it wants to communicate, and it does so quite efficiently, and it's a fucking blast. Yeah. yeah. So, like... This is, if, like... I would say if you don't watch any other Saw movies, watch this one, but you really kind of have to have at least some context for... Like the story I mean, stuff, right? Listen, if you give a shit about that, all, like you, the thing all, is, you don't to, need to. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Our, we are imploring you: listen to our episodes of Saw One to Saw Five, and then sit down. I would say, I would say, watch Saw One, maybe like watch Saw One and Saw Three, and just listen to the episodes for the rest, and then watch this. Yeah. But at the very least, mm. listen to the episodes, and then watch yeah. this movie because you will have just a gangbusters time with it. I promise. Like it's it's like so th- much fun. Like, the broad-reaching Saw plot um, is insane and exciting and, like, adds so much to this. But I also feel like this movie specifically, um, the tr- just the trap sections of it, like, stand on its own and carry everything else. Like, you don't need to give... Like, you don't really need to give a shit about everything else because the momentum of the traps, like, really does carry you through all those other scenes. And they make enough sense where you're like, I get it, I get it, conspiracy. Um... Uh, uh, I, I, you know, I think it, like, it does what it's trying to do extremely successfully. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, so meeting art on its own terms, this is, uh, yeah, five out of five. Um, not meeting art on its own terms, com- comparing it, you know, just as a piece of cinema, yeah, absolutely, like a three. <laughs> but hey, that's a real, real... That's a three I'm very happy about. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll also I'll also echo the sentiments that it, it look like if I'm meeting this movie on the terms that this is a saw film, it's a fiver. But like, this is going into letterboxes. Yeah, three that's and a half. That's, <laughs> that's, that's that's how I put it in. And I put it in as a three the first time I saw it, but I had so much fun watching it yesterday. I was like, okay, this one this one gets the bump to three and a half. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. Um. We got some questions. Oh yeah, let's. Fuck, yes, we do. Let's go. Uh. Cr- Crass at Crass Pants. Do you think William Easton was successfully empowering women with his choices in these games? Because he did choose to. He did. Now that I'm thinking about it, choose to save. Just he just. Yeah. He, he Jigsaw asked, "Who are you going to save?" And William responded, "The girl." Yeah, because them. he he saved the uh, secretary, <laughs> and then he saved the two girls from the dog pit and the trap. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, and I believe if the key was not physically inside of him, and that lawyer was not like, "I'm going to literally murder you so I can live." Uh, I mean, he was trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he 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 put his he put his th- he put his arm through the fucking. He put his whole yeah. pussy yeah. into that one. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah! Uh huh! Easily. Mm. Um, CU Space Indian at Flourish Caster underscore uh, asks: This movie opened alongside Paranormal Activity. <laughs> Which film has aged better? Mm. Um, I Paranormal Activity. Love... Like, if, if we're talking the first one. First one, yeah. I loved... I, I came to Paranormal Activity way late. Like, I only listened to it when I, made, when I did an episode with Blue last year, the year before. Mm. I fucking love that movie, but I also think that, like, this one just, like... I, I think you said it right. I think you said it really well at the top, Morgan, where it's just like, we are we are in a place societally currently to meet this movie on its own terms better than we were back in, what, 2008, 2009 when this one came out? Well, what I will say is that I think this one does not age well because it is very much of the time it came out in. Like, this is not a timeless piece of media. We just are. Yeah, no. We just appreciate the time that it came from now. 
Um, yes, we do. Um, no, I think if we're going to just say timelessness or like, or like uh, withholds the test of time, um, uh, so long as uh, anyone who has an understanding of technology probably could get a lot of paranormal activity because it's a, it's a, a bit of a, like a, 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 I don't know, bottle play or whatever. Right. Yeah, Paranormal it's very simple. Like, it's good. It's very simple. It's, it's, it's about a shitty boyfriend and demons, basically. Y'all yeah, are going yeah. to put me in a fucking jigsaw trap for this, but I think this is a way better movie than Paranormal Activity. That's fine. You're allowed. Can, uh, hey, if I, somebody presented that, me yeah. with the option of watching this or Paranormal Activity, I would say Saw 6, 10 oh, out of 10 Oh, there's no times. question. I... I it's, watched Paranormal Activity for the first time a couple months ago. I did not like that movie. I I am sorry, but I, the no, that's totally allowed. I, just yeah. the overbearingness you know of the shitty boyfriend in that movie drove yeah. me fucking up the wall. Like it was so distracting. Micah I could. It was so, so distracting. I could not be scared by the rest of the movie. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um. Very sympathetic to that. It's absolutely not not even my favorite paranormal activity movie. Um, Should I watch but, the rest uh, of those? How goofy do they get in the latter half? Um, I they're I've mostly only seen boring. That one, I've only seen that one and the marked ones, which we watched for a fear baiting episode that got lost because Blair's computer exploded in the middle of recording or something. Yeah. Um, the marked ones is I an amazing love movie. Though. The marked ones. Okay. Yeah. Like that. It stands. It truly. Do, it's like it's only a paranormal activity movie insofar as it has some character tissue connecting to it um like from other ones but like literally like it's 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 a standalone story i watched that like i compared to like how i felt when i watched saw 3d for the first time having seen none of the other saw movies (laughs) this was like 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 going into the marked ones having seen none of the other paranormal activities was a complete non-issue for me that movie that movie and to the comparison with the first yeah, to look at the comparison to the first one, the characters are actually charismatic in this one. Hell yeah, yeah. Well, yes. I will, I will yes. put that on my docket then to to sit down with that. Right on. I'm thinking about the I'm thinking about the part where the one kid does the Michael Jackson lean and the other kid tries to do it and just falls flat on his face. <laughs> it's um, a good fucking movie. Yeah, it's great. Um, next, do we have any more questions? Yes, uh, John had another one, which uh, Frank Sheck, Hollywood Reporter, said, If this is torture porn, it's as if it was designed to be liked by Michael Moore. Having seen the movie, what does that quote mean? Uh, an- um, anti-establishment health insurance. This is a this is a, an Obamacare movie, right? Oh, uh, yeah. yes, yep, yep, this yep, is this yep. is yep, this is Obamacare. Yep, okay, yep. Fuck, oh, I what get is Jigsaw going to solve climate change? We need to get him on that, dude. I. <laughs> That's gonna- if, Saw 10. God. He needs to get a Coke brother in one of these traps. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Man. But, please. Kristen uh, Cinema, please. Uh, cameo rec- in the next Jigsaw movie. <laughs> and by cameo in the next Jigsaw movie, I mean other things. Um, uh, Rex Tillerson, you know. Get, get some of these yeah. fucking oil barons in there. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, recommendations. Recommendations. Yes. Oh yes. I, you I did. Remember, you did I remember, remember this time. time. Hell yeah. Um, Tell me. May I open the the bo- the, the floor? Oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah. I've got to. I've got to think for a moment. Yeah. Go for it. Um. So I. I feel like every time I'm on, if there's been a long stretch of time, this is what I recommend. But it just keeps being good, so I'm just going to keep recommending it. Um. The story must be told is a like anthology short story horror podcast with the sort of like overarching context of like a it's like a cheeky sort of like Scientology-esque 
cult, but like vaguely Catholic as well. It's like cathedral, Scientology, um, charismatic preacher sort of thing um, as the sort of like context in which the stories situate themselves in. But it's like some of the best short story writing and like audio fiction I've ever heard. Like literally nothing else Mm. compares to this in my opinion. Like yeah, everything else just feels like fucking campfire ghost stories compared to the 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 um i don't know it's the the writing the acting the the sense of humor i will say though as a caveat if you're gonna get into it pick an episode that came out within the last year and a half um oh yeah or even the last two years only because the first like 20 have an entirely different vibe than anything else um, they're good, but they're just so different. The ones I will recommend, um, are, uh, uh, um, let's see, uh, The First Photo of God, uh, They Made a Strange Love, um, let's see, <laughs> um, there's a third one that I'm thinking of, but I can't remember it, but those two are just fabulous. Um, uh, the one that just came out, which is, like, Parts of Doogie, is this sort of, like, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like horrifying and funny and just like chaotic and like disgusting and Hell yeah. just like, it, I don't know. It, it gets into like, it, it, I don't know. It just sort of really loves these sort of like characterizations. It almost feels like their characterizations of humanity feels very Tim and Eric in a way. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. But not unilaterally, because there are, it's all, it also has these very, like, deeply sympathetic moments oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, totally. in the stories they want to tell. Um, it, it's, it's, I don't know, it just, it, it's, like, it's so clearly, like, a, like, a passion project, and, like, it's, nobody talks about it ever. I feel like I'm, like, the only person who is obsessed <laughs> with this show. <laughs> yeah. um, and I don't want it to get popular, but I want the people I know to listen to it, so you all should listen to yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally, I will. I love, um, I love horror stuff that has, I mean, obviously, because we've just talked about fucking Saw for a month, but, like, horror stuff that is both, like, scary and also gross and very funny, you know, in certain ways. <laughs> yeah, I've, absolutely. I've been, um, I've been, this isn't my recommendation, I'm, I, I just want to bring it up, but I've been reading all the uh, Clive Barker Books of Blood short stories, and, like, oh, sure. those conceptually have that, like, I mean, I obviously isn't, haven't listened to this podcast, so I don't know, but those stories also have that really interesting intersection of you know, the different tones of humanity and, like, horror, but also comedy and, like, being mm-hmm. gross and disgusting, but also being really reserved when they need to be. So yeah, yeah. I, I am definitely down to give this a try. You, 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 you've sold me on it. I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, and uh, it's, it's such a little small production. Um, yeah, no, that's, I mean, I could, I could talk for hours about it, but we've already been talking for hours, so I will let y'all recommend whatever y'all want to recommend. Sure, sure, totally. Uh, sh- I gotta fuck, I haven't done shit this week that I haven't already recommended. Like, I, what did I do this week? I, I, so I finished, like, like I mentioned before, a couple of weeks, like I managed, like I mentioned last episode, I finished the first half of Higurashi, which has caused me to go back and reread parts of the, parts of it, like, 
I, I finished chapter four and I went back and read parts of chapter one to get a look at foreshadowing and like my brain is like ascending to the twelfth dimension because there's so much shit that is both laid completely bare and also stuff that is completely feeding my theories about Higurashi. <laughs> so you know what? My recommendation this is not Higurashi specifically, but my recommendation is gonna be go back and like find like a book like go find a book that has like a a a, 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 a very like Find something that has an extremely complex plot and go rewatch it or reread it or replay it and just see what the seeding that happens at the start of the story. Yeah, like is. rewatching the Saw franchise. Oh yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> genuinely though, no, I, I second that recommendation. It always feels amazing. <laughs> it's 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 yeah, and it, the thing is that like especially with Higurashi, the halfway point is really the best part, best point to be doing it because you have all of the inform you have it is literally the question arcs and the answer arcs. So before you get any of the actual answers. I'm going back and like, oh shit, this thing in chapter three is completely seated in chapter one. And then like also, oh, okay, this thing completely makes sense with the theory that I have been piecing together. And it just makes my brain feel huge. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Morgan? Uh, yeah, I'm going to recommend a uh, streaming channel I've been watching lately. I discovered through the um the film site i write for every now and then a streaming channel called cathode tv and again Mm. this is not this is like uh, you and the podcast player i don't necessarily want this to blow up but um right you can go you can go find them on instagram uh what they do is i guess they are just based in in like los angeles or something and they're just a a streaming channel uh who program these really really interesting nightly uh sets of films and such and so that's so yeah like every night they just have a a streaming schedule they post during the day and it is always they are always showing stuff that like i have never heard of before right like um that's awesome yeah uh last night their programming was like weird superhero films and they showed um they showed like Howard the Duck and also um, the 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 lost like Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie, which I love. They're both hilarious. Mm. But um, mm-hmm. they also showed all this other shit I had never heard of before. They were doing like strange films this weekend, so I watched Forbidden Zone and this movie Doctor Caligari, uh, which is like an eighties mm-hmm. like it's like an eighties like new wave sex remake of the original Doctor Caligari. It's just real weird shit, right? So if you're um. If you're in the market for a streaming channel that is on basically 24-7 and just almost always showing something that is interesting and worthwhile that you've maybe never heard of before, I would highly recommend looking up Cathode TV on Instagram and finding out their whole deal and looking at their schedules to see if there's stuff you're interested in because it's been really cool to have on in the background while I'm doing stuff and like to catch things I may have like never seen otherwise, you know? So that a, and yeah. the concept of cold brew are my, oh God, my yeah. big, my Come big on, yeah. recommendations shout for this week. Shout out, shout cold out brew. to this fucking wish, pumpkin wish... cold brew. I've been nursing for the last and we have hours. folks. Oh yeah. Folks. I have not been, I've not been keeping track of the clock, but we have absolutely crushed. We are two over. Oh, two I know. Hours I am well aware. Um, I, I'll, I'll do my plugs cause they're real short. Um, yeah. uh, you can find me, uh, at Blair Kitsch on Twitter. Um, I did the special cover art for this month. Uh, it looks so fucking great. good. It I'm, I'm so obsessed yeah. with it. If, 
if you want me to do a special cover art for your podcast, my DMs are open. <laughs> Please, J- commission Blair. Like, and app- the thing is that, like, I I cannot actually come out and say with 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 full confidence that Blair is a delight to work with. Because the thing is, every time I have paid Blair to do something, he has just like slammed something on my desk that I have absolutely no changes for because it just fucking knocks my dick clean <laughs> off every time. Normally, like, I I'm sure that you are a treat to work with, Blair. I I believe this fully, but I cannot say for, with firsthand because I've never had an edit to return to you. <laughs> well, I can be very accommodating if needed, but, uh, uh I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm also the most talented person alive, of course. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's just true. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. Yeah, just hit me up on Twitter, bitch. <laughs> Morgan, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, uh, I, I'm still on Twitter at Cursegoat. I'm doing tweets. If you want to go see, like, the 18 Saw franchise fandom tweets I, I put up during this uh, recording, you can go check that out. <laughs> You can find me on Letterboxd at Sewer Peak, P-E-A-K, if you want to keep up with what I watch on a daily basis, uh, read my reviews, whatever the fuck. I am podcasting in several other places. I am on Emojidrome with Sylvie, Mm -hmm. which should have a new episode out in the next couple days on the Squid Emoji, so check that out in your podcatchers if that sounds like your kind of thing. I (laughs) am also... On subsequent movie podcast, formerly known as Borat Club, where we are currently mm-hmm. watching a selection of Nicolas Cage and John Travolta films, but that podcast is on semi-hiatus at the moment, so go listen to it if you want, but I think I will just be on fear baiting here and there in the future as a sort of parasitic organism which has latched onto the show for exclusively <laughs> 90 minute plus episodes on random franchise installments. So honestly, you know oh what? God. That's all we want. Yeah. That's all we want. When we, when we, when we do, when we do, uh, 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 Hell, hell, rape. No, that's not. No, that's actually actually hell, bad. Uh, <laughs> hell, hell, you brary. Uh, fucking. <laughs> Feburaser. is actually. Yeah, Feburaser. Febu- I can't say it. I wanted to say Febuaza. Hello, Mr. Pinhead. I opened the little mint configuration. Yeah, uh, fucking. You opened the box. Febuaser. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? February is already like (laughs) an awful word. You two have created a little um, jigsaw chap of yourself trying to fucking portmanteau. Absolutely. This fucking month. (laughs) I I don't think we said it on air, but we realized, I think, as we were watching Saw 5, that we should have just done Saugus instead of September. (laughs) Yeah! I kind of love the... Much better for my scheduling. I kind of love the strange double consonant there right next to it. It was very fun, I will say, to put on the thing, just like, little (laughs) P. But in any case... um, Sarah? Uh, yeah, we're, uh, I'm on Twitter at SunHatGenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. You can find the podcast on Twitter at FearBaiting. You can support us Patreon.com slash FearBaiting. One buck a month to tip jar. Occasionally episodes get up early, too, so if you're if you're at the donor, if, if you give $1 a month, you get those early episodes. Five bucks a month, name it on the podcast. Also a message read. Ten bucks a month, you get to make us watch a movie. Thank you to Luna Wolf, Paul Moran, and Paul Bechtel. We love you all so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are part of the Noisepace.xyz podcasting network. Listen to so many other great podcasts on that one. I personally have been mainlining Zero to Zero lately. I know I've recommended that one before, but uh, I don't think I've talked about them since they have started their traverse through the Snyderverse oh, of boy. pictures. Um, their their endurance run of the of, of their endurance run of of every of the Snyder cut into into Batman v Superman is just genuinely something to be admired, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
very funny podcast. You can also listen to the other shows that I do, which are on there, such as The Wonder Years. It's a show that I do about Animorphs with Blair and our friend Seda. Mm-hmm. You can listen to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. It's a leftism podcast for the... for It's a leftism podcast. We love politics there. Uh, you can listen to Special Grade Snacks, Jujutsu Kaisen movie coming out in uh, under 100 days. Get ready. That, that feed's going to update. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah that's that uh thank you to blair for editing these episodes shouts out hey, to him it's me <laughs> uh, and thank you thank you to maxi uh at uh, uh pastel hand grenade yeah pastel hand grenade on Bandcamp, but i've forgotten maxi's twitter again uh um, maxi satan it, no it's no longer maxi uh, I, have, I have twitter I... actively open it is at max knightley on twitter Okay. Max Knightley. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, at Max Knightley for tweets. Uh, pastelhandgrenade.bandcamp.com for music. Uh, incredible uh, intro, outro music that we've got this month. I'm really going to be sad to see it go. But we've got we've got Schlocktober coming up around the corner. Mm. So uh, get your fucking asses in gear. Uh, when you hear this, this episode will be coming out on uh, the 27th. So when you hear this, this coming Friday, uh, October 1st, we will be streaming the first Schlocktober entry. I will have. I still am. I'm still ironing out schedules, so I don't actually know which one will be. You might know film, before we do right now, based on how time what's works. That? Oh, the, the audience yeah, may yeah, know. Yeah, sorry, sorry. When I when I am speaking at at on September 18th, when I when when this is being recorded, I have not figured that out. But when this episode goes up, we will have that thing. We will have like our whole schedule ready to go on the website mm-hmm. or on our Twitter. So keep an eye on our Twitter for that. Um, yeah, this Friday, 9 Eastern, we will be watching whatever movie we'll be watching that I have still yet to decide. We've got a fucking incredible lineup this year. I, I, uh, I guess I can, uh, I guess I can, uh, let, uh, no, no, I cannot, I still cannot say who is on pod. Uh, so I was gonna, I was gonna do a tease and just give you a, give you a rundown of names, but I still have not, uh, I still don't have the permission to do that. Secret secrets. Secret secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll have a we'll have a graphic for you. Yes. Um, so, I think that's everything. You're Sarah. Uh, I'm I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. I'm Morgan. And remember, you can put a fucked up gay little puppet in anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. You can do it anywhere, guys. Anywhere. Uh, it's cheap. It's easy, <laughs> and it's free.